Welcome to the Who Move My Freedom podcast. It's finally Friday. It's going to be a fun show here today, so make sure you smash those thumbs ups, share this, all that kind of good stuff. Yes, we're live, Joanna, we're live. Um, so, go make sure you guys go to hankstrange.com, sign up for our email list there. Lola puts out like Lola's deals, etc. Now, if you are looking to get some protection for when you use your protection, you could check out US Law Shield. We do have, uh, we could save you guys some money. I'm going to throw the details of that up on the screen right now. So if you use the code Hank, you can get two free months on an annual membership plus the locked in rate of $10.95 a month. Um, in our in our conversation here, you guys will see that as well as here. But if you're listening on audio and you want to find that, go to HankStrange.com. That's the way to do it. Okay, that being said, make sure you smash those thumbs ups and all that. And I'm going to roll in the beginning right now. Welcome back to the Hank Strange situation. All right, guys, make Lifestyle sure that you smash the thumbs ups. Ring the bell so you can be notified when we go live. Here we go. We are live. I'm ringing the bell. I'm throwing everyone into the... Hold on, let's see. <laughs> trying to do... This is... I'm doing this a little bit different from how we usually do it here. So here we go. Throwing any, everyone in there. There we go. The bell's ringing. It's finally Friday. Uh, what's up, people? Let's do jazz hands. Let's start with jazz hands. Everyone's been here before. There we go. Jazz hands going for everyone. Hope you guys have your big girl panties on. Um, let us know what you think about this screen setup here. I'm, I'm doing this because we've got Joanna... And Rolando, Joe and Roe, okay, of Latinos Locked and Loaded joining us. And this is probably the easiest way to do this, because otherwise they're, it makes it all complicated, right, mm -hmm. when they're in the same Definitely. room. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Back. Locked yes. and Loaded Latinos. Locked and Loaded. Oh, God, I knew I was going to. I knew. <laughs> it, it was inevitable that I was going to mess it up. It was inevitable. It's okay. Uh, even at Solutionary Summit, the uh, we had a giant sign behind our head that said it, and people still messed it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too. It's yeah. <laughs> That's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It happens. Um, yeah, we've also got Mr. Big Kid joining us here. Boom! There he goes, Mr. Big Kid. What's up? What's going on, everybody? How you doing? Yeah, you guys almost look like you're in the same room. Look at that. Yeah, almost. It could be an extension. Yeah, they yeah. could be. Yeah, you guys color. You're so colorful. Got the same, the blue and the orangey red. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. very, very close. Uh, very close in colors there. Um, all right, big shout out to Franklin Armory. You guys can see down there. Uh, Franklin Armory does sponsor the show. They help us pay the bills, keep everything going here, which um, is very useful and helpful, especially with all things going on. So make sure you guys go check them out if you're um, looking for anything that Franklin Armory makes. It's all good stuff. Uh, one of the things, so let me do this. I got a couple of things I need to do here. First of all, this is episode 815. Like I said, my guests are Mr. Big Kid on YouTube. He's joining us. There he goes, uh, right there, Mr. Big Kid. You guys need to go make sure that you subscribe to him. Very, very important. And um, and then also we have Locked and Loaded Latinos, as I said, Joe and Roe joining us. And why do, why do I? Okay, this is probably the best way. I'm gonna put them the two of them in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm my brain <laughs> works like this. Okay, so they're joining us. We've got a whole bunch of things we want to talk about. First thing I need to do yesterday when I was talking to um, Dave of Barnoles as well as Sean from Pew Pew Tactical, Dave Kawaka. 
that's how you're supposed to say it because I always mess up his name. So Lolo was reminding me I need to, one, apologize for that while I'm on my apology tour that I'm about to do here. Um, the other thing that I did, we were talking about um, Beto O'Rourke and Pete Buttigieg, and I, we kind of got them conflated, right? Because they said Beto, I think, and then I was conflating that with Pete Buttigieg. I think. And I'm going to double check it right now just to show you guys because you're probably like, what the hell are you talking about? Hank I had to confuse those two. Yeah. So Pete, Pete uh, Booty Gig, he's the um, he is the tr the uh, transportation secretary. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. He's the guy. And that's who we were talking about. But I think those guys mentioned Beto O'Rourke. And I put those two. I don't know how I confuse those two. And he's the former, what is it, representative from Texas or something like that? Yes. Yes, and he's he ran a, for the Senate. He's a heck yeah. yes, I'm going to take your AR-15s guy. Mm -hmm. Right. And they yeah. were saying that um, I think Biden promised to make him the gun czar. Yes. Yep. Right. And then I mentioned yep. Pete Buttigieg. I was talking about the transportation. I was like, oh, he's the transportation secretary. I was thinking about Pete Buttigieg. That's who I was thinking about. That's what, you know, that's what happened there. If you want to, you know, get mad about it, I did put a little note in the video from last night, from the podcast from last night. Um, actually, I think my brother just sent me an email with the Wikipedia for Pete Buttigieg. And that was it. And I was like, okay, I'm getting this because I messed something up. <laughs> so there you go. Um, correction made. Um, okay, let me see what else we have to go into here. Other thing I want to do before we before I even forget... While we're showing stuff, I want to go back here and show Mr. Big Kid's um, YouTube channel for you guys. There it goes. Uh, I'm not subscribed on here because I'm not signed in or anything like that. You guys can see that, right? Uh, what sure. You, but if you look right there, <laughs> I am, I'm subscribed to you, man. I'm definitely. I'm just kidding. I'm definitely. I'm one of your hundred thousand subscribers, so we have I to congratulate. Yeah, we have to congratulate you because that's you awesome. Did, a hundred thousand subscribers. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it was a great yeah. great way to wake up. Got yes. banned on TikTok and hit a hundred thousand <laughs> on YouTube, so it's perfect. Uh, oh, in the same day. <laughs> in the same day? Same day. Yeah. Woke up, Damn. hit a hundred thousand, opened TikTok, found it got banned. But that's oh. okay. What you TikTok get saw that you got 100k and then they kicked you off because they're like, oh, that's a competitor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's TikTok's really bad for gun channels. Period. I mean, they're constantly taking videos down. But uh, what happens is if you have a video that takes off, all of a sudden, all these eyes get put on your channel or your feed. Mm -hmm. And I think you get a lot of reports from people that see these videos and get offended, too. So what's oh. happening is yesterday I posted a video with the Rock Island VRF 14. And um, well, long story short, within one day, it got 1.5 million views. Wow. But, <laughs> um, all of a sudden, all these videos were getting striked down on my channel, uh, probably like five, six of them. And then all of a sudden, I got all these two-week ban notices all ooh, at once. And then okay. I woke up and they said, just gone, like deleted account. So Shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so TikTok is actually worse than all the other places that. Oh, they're horrible. Yeah. Are you surprised? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not surprised. I'm not nope. surprised. No. But um, that's interesting. So. I think TikTok has gotten more aggressive over time, right? I thought if anything, they'd lax, get a little more relaxed, but yeah, they've gotten worse. Okay. And then it yeah. seems like um, it seems like because you came on their radar, then they probably had someone look at your whole account 
And while that person was looking at it there, it was like, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, for a year, I've been constantly mm-hmm. arguing with them. Like, they'll take a video down. I'll dispute mm-hmm. it. They'll say, oh, okay. They'll put it back up. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I have about like a 50% success rate with that. And all of a sudden, just all these things that were previously proved to be okay to be on the channel, they were, again, yeah, I guess not. So you're, <laughs> so, you're, so you're permanently out of there? You're going to start again? What are you going to do? I started a new one and I posted that same video and I already got it taken down again. So I'm off to a really bad start. Oh no, they're watching <laughs> <So>. you. <laughs> they're wa- yeah. Oh yeah. How big were you on TikTok? What was the TikTok numbers? Uh, 35,000 subscribers. Okay. So that's cool. I had a couple, couple million views across the whole feed. Yeah. So um, it was, yeah. it was good, but at the same time I knew it wasn't going anywhere because constantly I was seeing a lot of my friends getting banned from TikTok because mm-hmm. a video got popular. So as mm-hmm. soon as I saw my video hit 500,000 views, I'm like, all right, well, I guarantee I won't be here tomorrow. And sure enough, I even posted a comment on that video saying, hey, guys, I'm circling the drain for being banned right now on TikTok. So go fo- go find me on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I was right. Yeah. Ultimately, <laughs> I, I, you know, I think ultimately I keep telling people we don't own our audience on any of these platforms so yeah something important for people to do out there if you support mr big kid which you should do uh go to his website because i know when i was looking when i look you up and let me see i'll share i'll share this here again i'll do a screen share here so when i search mr big kid your your mr big kid.net is what comes up first that's what's right there so you guys can go to that and that's a good thing i think that it Mm -hmm. comes up first yeah i think so too yeah, you can go here, down here at the bottom. You can see all his different uh, platforms that he's on. Um, you can contact him through email and everything. And d- I think there's probably an email um, somewhere here, right? you got an email. Sign yeah, up. Yeah, right up top there. Mm-hmm. Scroll down, too. Um, yeah. You can sign up. And then yeah, right here. My... Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So they're sending out newsletters. Yeah. So best thing for everyone to do. That is the best thing. That is something that that Mr. Big Kid actually owns of his audience that, you know, he can communicate with you guys and you guys can communicate with him. Um, I'm assuming you guys are doing that, right? Roe and Joe? Rojo? I don't know. I'm going to have to call you. I'm going to call you guys Rojo from now on. <laughs> Rojo. Rojo. We, we have a domain and we were going to build a website, so we already bought the domain and all that. Okay. So all right. You better, we're on the way there. You better get up on that, man. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, you guys are nerds. We built up all this stuff already, and that we've been moving that way as well. So it's oh, okay. Time. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Come on, get your. Who is the who is the chief nerd of the family here that's supposed to be doing that? <laughs> exactly that guy? There you go. What's wrong with you, Rolando? <laughs> you should already have that up and going. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. No, it is, and and. I feel like people can't really tell the growth that we've had because it's definitely mm-hmm. not a number. We're still very small potatoes. Mm-hmm. In comparison to Mr. Big Kid's 100,000, I believe our count, our follower count, uh, our subscriber count, I should say, on YouTube is 558, which I'm grateful for. And they're all 558 mm-hmm. of our friends that come and watch our stuff and come into the chat and it's like a big family yeah i'm gonna but, show um, people that's that. awesome i'm gonna show people how mm-hmm. to find that just search locked and loaded latinos and here's their youtube channel you guys can go there um i like your banner very very cute it's new 
Yeah, yes. we just we just had a um, a brand change, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yes, looks great. That looks great. But you guys should go here and subscribe to them as well, and uh, also put pressure on them to get their dot uh, com done so that <laughs> you can actually get on the email list. So there you go. Uh, that's that's what the channel looks like, and you you guys have a lot of coverage. Um, the latest stuff here, I think, is from the Solutionary Summit, which we'll get into. Yes. Here in a second, yeah. So make sure you guys go subscribe to these guys uh, right now if you're watching this. Mr. Big Kid, you know, if you're not. Just did. Yep. There you go. I'm Boom. 559. That's it. <laughs> nice. Got all the big ballers subscribing. One to step you. at a time. Yeah, exactly. Everyone starts at That's zero. Awesome. Yep. Everyone starts at zero. So just to finish congratulating you, Mr. Big Kid, uh, 100,000. We were talking about it. You got to get your plaque and everything. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to have a party or something? Or? Um, yeah, well, I think I'm going to do a live stream. I'm talking to some people that might um, sponsor a couple giveaways, which will be really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, my wife really wants to throw me an in-person party. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, mm-hmm. it'll be fun. Maybe That's... when the weather cools down a little bit, though. So wait, 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 an in-person party that everyone could come to and hang out with you? <laughs> what are we talking yeah. here? <laughs> so that one might be a little more exclusive on the invite list. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure how we're going to host it. Probably my house. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you're in Arizona, um, right? I am. Yep. Nice. Well, I got a couple yeah. people that have, have uh, met. I mean, I have um, True Shot Gun Club. I guess they're, I mean, they're just a couple towns away. Uh, mm-hmm. Right on optics, and then this my mm-hmm. local gun range, and obviously like John from Tactical Toolbox, and mm-hmm. just everybody local that I have, mm-hmm. you know, connection with. Yeah, yes, so. uh, yeah, Jonathan, that's terrible person to know, man. Terrible person to know. <laughs> we were we yeah. were talking we were talking about that in the also behind the scenes. I don't know if we could talk about it, but you guys did the video together that I was looking at of the dagger. You guys got the um, the dagger, or he got the dagger after we did. I think it went back to PSA, and then it went to went out to Tactical Toolbox. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. Um, so he definitely was, got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it was a good video you guys did. But uh, being an awesome friend, he highlighted the fact that you were limp wristing. <laughs> I know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that guy. Yeah, how does that how does that feel? <laughs> it was funny. I was laughing. Like when I saw the videos, all excited. I'm like, oh, cool! I get to look pretty awesome on Tactical yeah. Toolbox's video. Yeah. And then I guess my debut is like, so my friend Steve, Mr. Big Kid, is a limperist. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Goes in. What and is it about that? that? Huh? What is it about that word? That happened to me the first time I shot a canic. Um, I was lip wristing and the RSO came up to me and he told me, and I don't know why I just got so offended. (laughs) I'll tell you off air what I was calling it after. Oh, 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 oh. I wish there was a better name for it because it sounds more insulting than it really is. But it's, I mean, I think that's the only technical term. Sounds like ED. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like ED. (laughs) It's like gun, yeah, gun related ED. Yeah. 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 And, you know. How does it feel for a woman to finally hear that, right? You know, because guys, <laughs> like guys, we don't like that. And I'm, I'm, yeah, obviously you didn't like it either, did you? No, I did no, not. No, I was, I was very offended. Someone um, will. It was some, true, but I was very offended. Yeah, someone in the chat will tell us what the technical thing for that is, because I don't know. Is there? There must be one. It can't just be limp wristing is the only description of that. Um, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, that's loose grip. I don't know. Yeah, um, K&M Arms, who's also in Arizona, says, where are you in Arizona, Mr. Bay Kid? Oh, nice. I'm in the East Valley. I'm in the Gilbert area, kind of mm-hmm. Gilbert, Queen Creek area near Ted's shooting range. Okay, there you go. So I don't know. We'll see if he, uh, and I don't know if you've heard of K&M Arms, but he makes some really cool stuff. He makes a, like, he makes a bullpup, the oh, cool. uh, M17S, <laughs> which I have a 308 version of that, so. Oh, nice. Of course. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And it'd be great. He's he's a cool dude. I, I like him. He's like a, a, a smaller manufacturer. He's not like one of these big shot manufacturing companies or whatever. But, you know, I always try to invite my friends to get together and uh, work and do stuff since you guys are close. And uh, he has uh, quite a few full autos, you know. Nice. Yeah. Machine. He says he's in he's in uh, Chandler. <clears throat> oh, I just he's moved from Chandler. Chandler. We're we're yeah. building a house right now out in um, well, it's between Apache Junction and Gold Canyon, right at the foothills of the Superstitions. Mm-hmm. So nice. it can be pretty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and LV Louis Cipher says limperous thing is just a way that causes misfeeds. It can happen with bad springs or a bad feed ramp. So there you go. And Gorillas and Guns is shouting out Roe and Joe. Uh, and KM says, "Why can't I be a big shot?" Okay, he. He's got a big head. I, I'll tell you that. Yeah. By the way, this whole time I, I've been looking at Mr. Big Head and I'm going, he reminds me of a celebrity. Like I've seen like certain aspects of your face, like features. Has Uh-oh. anyone ever told you that you look like Jacob Elordi? Like you could be Jacob Elordi's brother. I don't, I don't know even, who that is, but I get yeah. that a lot from a lot of different Who the hell is Jacob? Oh, okay. I don't even know who is. Is that like some kind of singer? Some No, he's acted. Uh, he's a... No, 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 definitely not K-pop. Uh, oh. <laughs> he's an Australian actor, um, but he's actually one of like, like one of the most popular like young actors right now because he's like uh, he was on a show in an HBO show like drug addicted uh, teenage oh. show. Is it the one like with yeah. Uh, Zendaya? Yeah, with Zendaya. Yeah. yeah, you definitely look like a drug addicted teenager. <laughs> <laughs> what's the What's the name, uh, David? What? Jacob. Jacob oh, and Morty. Oh, Jacob. Yeah. Like when he's got a little bit of a beat. Oh, not, Lordy? Not oh, a Lordy. I Lord. see. Yeah. A Lordy, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Interesting. Let's see. Yeah, I'll yeah, pull up some images here. Let's, let's see if we could. Well, I'm definitely jealous of his hair. That's really <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so this is, who the, this is who these guys are talking about. Oh, yeah, I can see it. Right? Yeah, it looks I can like see they it. Could yeah. be, and they have the same teeth, too. Like, you I, can't tell when he's smiling, but when he's smiling, I'm like, he's got the same teeth. Yeah, you guys could be related. <laughs> yeah, he's got a big jaw. I think for sure. I do. I've always yeah. had a pretty big jaw. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, funny. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. I'm trying well, to thank nice. you. I've gotten um, Duff, I guess, from like cake, the cake people. I never watched that show, but there's some guy named Duff that people say look a lot like. The cake and then, people. Okay, I don't know what that is. Yeah. I, I forget what that was called, but. Mm-hmm. Is that Cake Wars? Maybe. I guess like they make like these crazy cakes that, I mean, they look real and like they're modeled after real things. And. Mm-hmm might be cake wars or something like that but duff, yeah, I, I think guess, yeah. yeah brian quick says i duff don't know cake. what i don't know what the technical name of limp wristing is but i heard it's caused by consumption of soy wearing flip-flops and cargo shorts <laughs> i follow the science <laughs> biden science totally legit <laughs> promise that you i think i'm closer with uh with jacob versus... uh, yeah oh, wait hold on oh that yeah no who is that that's Duff cake guy. Duff. Oh. What, what was that cake? Was it Cake Wars? 
No, that guy looks like a drug addicted teen. I'm sorry. <laughs> that guy. His name you is Duff do. Goldman. He's a pastry chef. Oh my gosh. I think oh my, my comparison okay. was more complimentary. I, I appreciate yeah. you much more. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'll take the first guy. I'll take the first Definitely. Yeah, I'll take the first guy over. Uh, um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, how, let's go with uh, Jacob Alordi. Um, yeah. We'll just go with that one. This is how it goes. <laughs> Yeah, listen, if you if your YouTube career doesn't uh, go well, you know, you can always be one of those um, celebrity impersonators. True. And, if, and yeah. if you look like a bunch of different people, that's good. Yep. Yeah, you just change Lots outfits. You different archetypes. Yeah, and you're a different guy, yeah. Do you, um, so there's been people that ask me, like, you know, you look familiar from somewhere. I'm like, oh, do you watch CSI? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. cool, I used to also. yeah i got suckered in on that one yeah um i thought you were gonna say i played a dead guy or something on that show (laughs) right yeah uh dcg44 says these days looking like an australian is an insult no man you know what all the actors nowadays are either british or australian or from new zealand does it help yeah. that to hear that he's dating a, a Cindy Crawford's daughter who looks identical to a very young Cindy Crawford? Oh, really? Right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that helps. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, it takes away from the Australianness, maybe. Right. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, and AOG EPH six thirteen says limp wrist equals malfunction due to grip failure. <laughs> Ephesians, Ephesians six thirteen. Oh, there you go. Ephesians, yes, that's the yeah. Armor, the armor of God, right? Yeah. Right. Is that what that? Go. Okay. Is that what that is? Okay. Cool. See, I don't know my mm-hmm. Bible well enough. Obviously. Ac- uh, actually, I didn't know what that was until I met my friend AOG Joe, and I was mm-hmm. I looked up his name because I didn't know what Ephesians yeah, what six thirteen was, and uh, it's basically the verse that des- uh, describes the armor of God. Oh, okay. Oh, very cool. cool. It talks about the the sword shield, stuff like that. Oh, okay. Very cool. Yeah, we'll have to uh, pull that up here. Let me see. Hold on. What is it? Uh, Hold on. I have to go back and see if I could pull it up. Yeah. I would like to uh, point out that Grills and Guns said Mr. Big Kid looks like Chris Pratt, so I'm good with going with that one, too, if you want. (laughs) Hold on. Let me see. Where is that? Uh, Okay, Gorillas and Guns. He's obviously (laughs) drinking banana wine right now. I do That's have Chris Pratt's gun from uh, Jurassic World. So Oh, you do? Okay. All right. Cool. Nice. Uh, and, uh, that thing. Yeah, Gorillas and Guns says, I played the Bones on Bones once. <laughs> so there you go. Um, EPH. Let me see. What is this? Uh, 613. Okay. Yeah, I'll just look that up so we could pull it up. You know, I like, I like to learn stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Um... Okay, let's see. I don't know if this is the best, uh, the best thing of it. I'm just pulling up whatever I see here first. Okay, actually, it's gonna take it's gonna take a little a little minute for me to pull it up here on my phone for some reason. So let's see what else. What what's going on with the with the Latino locked and loaded uh, with with the Joe Rose situation here? You guys were in Miami. How did that whole thing go? It looks like you guys had fun. Yeah, we had a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, like, out of all the compilation videos that other content creators made, like, I've watched them all and I'll see our sign in the background, but it's like, we are never 
even like in the background walking by in any of the compilation videos. I'm like, where the heck were we this we whole were, time? We were basically <laughs> interviewing the whole time. Yeah. That's what we were. Uh, we had the opportunity to set up kind of uh, a remote version of our show. So, uh, you know, uh, Maj and, and Devin from uh, Trench War Chronicles, they asked us to cover the event. Uh, we were able to go there. We started on last Friday. Uh, the event started at around 4 p.m. Uh, it was open to the public, and they started with a panel on the Second Amendment. It was uh, Kendra Geronimo, mm -hmm. uh, known on IG as Hustle Queen. Yep. Um, Lou Tactical, who's also a local down here in Miami, she's uh, also on IG as Lou Tactical. Her name is Luanda. Yes. Um, Mike Bauer of USCCA and Justin from Phoenix Amnil. Yes, Justin Nazaroff. Okay. And okay, cool. uh, it was actually, it, it was an interesting summit. I'm, I'm a little bit sad that because we were working the whole time, mm -hmm. like there was a period of time where we were nonstop back to back to back interviews, just like somebody would get up, someone would sit down. Or trying to get oh, really? somebody to, or, or trying to line up the yeah. next interview. So okay. we didn't get to hear past like, past Friday, I didn't get to actually sit and watch the summit. Um, and I mean, it got to the point where I had Olivia Rondo sitting and um, Kimberly Klasik waited. <laughs> What? I was waiting for us to finish with Olivia and then had to leave. And then I missed Kimberly. And then I'm like, you know, that's how hectic it was, yeah. uh, you know, trying to get people, um, you know, but we were having such good conversations. It was, it was a disservice to try to cut it short. You know? And mm -hmm. we had a, um, a lot of different conversations. It wasn't yep. strictly just guns and 2A. Um, we had the Libertarian Party of Florida across from us in the, um, what would you call that? Like the, I wouldn't call it the media room. It was like the vendor room slash media yeah. room. Yeah. So uh, they had different booths for vendors and then some of the media that were there, different, uh, other different shows and podcasts. Yeah, there was, I think, a total of four people broadcasting, us included. Mm -hmm. They had a Schoon TV, yep. Faust News, ourselves. And, and then WMD uh, podcast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're another local uh, South Florida podcast that's up and coming. They cover uh, politics through meme culture, which is actually really interesting. Okay. Some of the some of the speakers I was I knew who they were because I follow mm -hmm. them or I listen to them and they were typically like libertarian uh, gun people or um, conservative, uh, mostly conservative black voices. Mm -hmm. uh, Sonny Johnson was the one that Rolando was the most excited to talk to, and that was super cool. Mm -hmm. um, she incredibly down to earth and just just super nice. Mm -hmm. um, Eric D. July of Young Ripa, he's also a big YouTuber. And we actually uh, have a little history. Yes, I know you're talking about mm -hmm. there. Yep. Yeah, because uh -huh. he actually interviewed us uh, earlier this year, but mm -hmm. because of January 6th, our episode never aired. <laughs> okay. Yep. So we got to turn the tables and interview him, which was really cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and it was pretty much unprecedented yeah. access because, uh, I mean, we didn't know how long the conversations were going to be going into them, and we didn't set any expectations. But you know, uh, you can see that Justin Nazarov. He gave us about 50 minutes. Olivia Rondeau was around 45 or 50 minutes. Uh, Sonny Johnson was about 55 minutes, and uh, we haven't released hers yet. Uh, she, her, her interview will be coming up soon on our channel. And Eric July's interview was just right at an hour. So to be able to get, uh, you know, people like that that are prominent in the political space uh, on, you know, on social media, Eric's got like 400,000 followers at this point. Uh, Sonny Johnson is huge on Twitter. Uh, Olivia's up and coming and she writes for a lot of different uh, conservative outlets now to have that access to have basically it's it's uncensored so we told them you guys can say whatever you want 
that you feel comfortable with. Uh, we didn't edit anything out. And to have long-form conversations with a lot of those people in a platform where basically they feel free to say whatever they want was pretty pretty awesome. And it was a great experience. And it's a huge change from our normal show where we obviously have people like, we have a conversation like this remote, actually having our guests there sitting down with us mm-hmm. uh, live and in person was pretty awesome. And yeah. uh, it was a great experience. Yeah, the only person that I know of that could put together something like like what you guys are describing, I think uh, is Maj. Obviously, he didn't do it on his own. He's got a whole team of people, including yep. Devin of Trenchwork Chronicles, who was on. I think, I think he was on either on Wednesday or Thursday before that. Um, yep. And I think we were trying. I don't know what happened. We were maybe going to get him. I don't know how the internet was there. So when when can people expect to see all this stuff? Because I'm guessing obviously it didn't go out live, right? Yes, uh, right now uh, we have three of our interviews up on the YouTube channel. Uh, We have the interview with Justin Nazaroff of Phoenix Ammunition. Mm -hmm. For those of you that aren't uh, familiar with Justin, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he is the one that uh, after the election, he posted on his website that uh, if you voted for Joe Biden, um, you know, he asked the question, did you vote for Joe Biden when you go to his website? If you Mm -hmm. say yes, then it would take you to Joe Biden's gun control, um, you know, page. Okay. So basically to give Biden voters, you know, hey, this is what he has voted for. Right. Uh, check right. it out. And, and you know, he, he pretty much advocated for that. One of the best conversations mm-hmm. I've ever had, I think, with anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, he defended his position extremely well. He was very articulate from it. And if you disagreed with it, I think you'll be it, it'll be tough for you to disagree with him after uh, you get to hear him articulate how it was. And he's very level headed. He's. Uh, he's empathetic to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually got to spend a lot of time with him throughout the weekend, uh, you know, uh, just hanging out for dinner or things like that and going out after the event. And uh, he was just as down to earth as on the interview. Um, then we had Larry Sharp. He was the 2018 gubernatorial candidate uh, for the for the Libertarian Party in New York State. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the most positive politician that I've ever met in my life. Uh, I'm not sure he convinced me on the Libertarian Party, but he convinced me on viable strategies that the Libertarian Party can use. So you mm-hmm. guys should definitely check that out. Very positive guy, very optimistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, has done a lot of good for New York where before the Libertarian Party had zero presence in New York. Now they have dozens of seats that they've been able to start making local elections. And that's pretty much how you get started. Uh, and then we had uh, the aforementioned Olivia Rondeau. Um, she's really come, uh, her claim to fame is she. She was a wrestler in high school. She's actually only 20 years old, I believe, uh, right now. So uh, she w- has really stood up against, you know, uh, for women's rights, essentially, and, you know, pushing against, you know, uh, you know, transgenders competing against women uh, in sports. And she articulates that. She's been bold about it, especially somebody at such a young age. And she talked about how uh, being, you know, in her age, how she was able to find out more about you know, what is the deal with Trump voters? Are they really racist? Are they these terrible people? And she pretty much red-pilled herself uh, to the point that she is today. And she's pretty prominent. She writes for, uh, I think she's uh, written for Daily Wire, different websites like that, and for Timcast. And she's been on Tim Pool's show. So she's uh, an up-and-coming star pretty much in the conservative space. Yeah. Uh, what I wanted to say about the summit is that it's – it was such an interesting mix of people. Like if you look at the, I was doing the research on some of the speakers that I've never heard of. There was like rappers that I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not into rap, you know, everybody knows I'm yeah. into K-pop. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh boy. That's a whole there's other. Some, uh-huh. 
It was uh, who's the where guy? are the K where are the K-pop bands since you you brought it up? Where are the K-pop people on guns? Are they pro? Are they for oh, okay. or against uh, guns? Where are they? They actually, even though you can't have guns in Korea. Oh, well, I guess that's the end of that. No, (laughs) listen, it is a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, all their music videos, even ones you'd never expect, like girl bands, they all have guns. Uh, What was the one that we just saw where it was ridiculous, the one with the zombies and all the shooting? I don't know. And she's like going around with this giant (laughs) gold 1911. Like, I got to send you some of these videos. Like, yeah, they're pretty crazy. So, uh, are they going to fight? Are they going to fight for gun rights in uh, Korea? Oh, no way. No, of course not. And their fans and and the K pop fans are terrible. They try to help manipulate votes and and they're super activists on Twitter. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to say like rappers. I don't see too many rappers. I don't want to say no rappers. But I don't see too many rappers fighting for gun rights here in America either. There are a few. I think um, Big Mike um, mm-hmm. of uh, Run the Jewels. I think he's always someone yeah, that's Killer outstanding. Mike, yeah. About. yeah, Killer Mike. Sorry, yeah. Killer Mike. Yeah. Um, you know, although he's kind of like a communist. But, I was going to uh, say, he's like one of the left-leaning yeah. gun yeah. people. Uh, yeah. So I don't know how I feel about that. I actually yeah. love Run the, Run the Jewels. Pro, I have one most, of most rappers are pro-gun. Um, yeah. Even, you know... <laughs> Um, well, they're do they fight? Too, huh? Yeah, do they fight for gun rights or do they stand up for gun rights? I don't know. There's there are a few. I don't want to say none of them do. I have seen some rappers saying, "Hey, we believe that people should have the right to defend themselves." And there's rappers out there who have actually defended themselves and stayed out of prison <laughs> because of the Second Amendment. Um, we can mention yep. Soldier Boy. My son was playing. Uh, one of my kids came home today from school and he was playing soldier boy i think did like a rick and morty song that was totally ridiculous um but soldier boy is a person who has defended himself uh, and there's a couple of different rappers that, that we've talked about here on the podcast that have defended themselves um including i think the baby if you i don't know if yeah, you guys know who the baby is going on with a gun charge at some point right I think he got into something with a guy in a Walmart and the guy either pulled a gun on him or something like that and he defended himself and um, and didn't wind up in jail because Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's kind of like a side thing from what you guys are talking about here. But um, you were you were saying something about all the different the different people. Yeah, it was just such the- an eclectic mix. Like mm-hmm. it was the only thing they had in common. Mm-hmm. was like some tie to freedom loving. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you had rappers like Royster59 and Brother Riza of the uh, Brothers of the Nation of Islam and uh, the Libertarian Party and the Mises Caucus. The Mises Caucus, Caucus of yeah, the Libertarian uh, Party. Yeah. It was just yeah. such a weird mix of people. Yeah. Um, you had people like Kimberly Clasic in the same room as all these, like more. Who was the guy who was walking around with like two pounds of gold around his neck? I forgot, <laughs> but he's huge. Um, he had this necklace like this. Like I'm not exaggerating. I had to like it was. He walked by. Royce the Five Nine is a, is a is a little guy, but a big rapper. Obviously, he's five yeah, he nine. Is. But um, he's. Uh, he's associated to, uh, I think, Detroit and Eminem. Yes, he yes. is. He actually yeah. did. Uh, mm-hmm. He was featured on his uh, first LP, I think, uh, Eminem's. And then they, they've done many collabs over the years. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's got a lot of skills. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's a, like 
that's a, a really interesting thing I think that comes along with Maj and how he does you know what he does that uh, that I admire uh, I don't know if Mr. Big Kid has any questions on this do you see? totally not my realm right I have no idea what you guys are talking about <laughs> oh you're not you're not into you're not into k-pop or hip-hop I'm taking it no what, not what you, really I just what's, what's you know your, like what's as your far flavor? as music yeah it's weird it's like i go through different moods sometimes i feel like classic rock like the stuff that my dad used to oh, play for me okay but then sometimes i just listen to talk radio which is um yep. very boring but mm-hmm. um yeah just serious oh big hair band music from like the <laughs> 80s nice that's cool so I'm with that. Yeah. 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 yeah i'm with that yeah nothing wrong with that yeah yeah, that's the beauty of nowadays and the internet, right? You can really be into whatever. Like, I'm always surprised what my kids are into. And they're not as much... I think my older son now is a little bit more into hip-hop. My younger son is into the old hip-hop stuff. He doesn't like anything that kids his age are making these days, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, my nerdiness, my absolute favorite music to listen to is actually... And this is, like, super nerdy, but it's epic movie soundtracks. So that's my driver crazy with that stuff. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, Two Steps from Hell, man. (laughs) Two Steps from Hell is amazing. I mean, because I listen to these and I feel like I'm watching the movie as as I'm listening to it. So I just, yeah, good Pandora station, epic movie soundtracks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with that. I guess I don't feel bad then. (laughs) Yeah, no. No, I listen to like video game and movie soundtracks all the time. Some of that stuff is awesome. Heck Yeah. yeah. This is a no judgment zone when it comes to music, except we can judge. You can judge K-pop if you want to. It's all right. My uh, my totally, wife gets I'm so okay mad at that. me because I'll be mm-hmm. listening in the car we're driving. All of a sudden, I put on epic movie soundtracks. I'm like, "What movie is this from?" I think we got off. Did you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I can hear you guys. You guys look frozen, but I can hear you. Happen. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you guys. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Looks there like you you're back. Yeah. Oh, then they dropped out. Oh, okay. We'll get him back mm-hmm. here. We'll get him back here in a second. Yeah, listen. There's no. Oh, here they go. <laughs> internet. The internet. Let's see. Can you guys hear us? Can you hear us? Yeah. Yes. There you we go. We can hear you. Yeah, we could hear okay. you guys. You, you, you were frozen, and then you came back at the same time. You dropped out. So. Oh, okay. Not it was sure the VPN. Was. Yeah, the yeah. VPN popped up by itself. Yeah, mm. I know. Uh, Joanna hit the cancel button because I said people can make, I said people can make fun of K-pop if they want to. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, shooting gallery. Any he says he's a big alternative hard rock fan. Oh yeah. Uh, and LV Louis Cipher says I love the soundtrack to A Clockwork Orange. Uh, I love Beethoven. There you go. Clover Tax said they gone, but they're back. <laughs> <You're> back. <laughs> Yeah, um, and Kathy Music Lover says I listen to blues and jazz a lot. Nice. Um, and DCG forty four says Conan the Barbarian soundtrack, play it loud. I guess he says. Uh, Dude, I bet that's awesome. I know exactly the, what the, the, is. The, the opening the opening score to Lone Wolf McQuaid. Oh really? Yeah, we've, huh. been, we've been getting into like old eighties uh, m- movies lately, and it's mm. so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like half the fun is that the especially with like the Chuck Norris movies, like the what would you call it? Like the gun safety slash gun etiquette is so bad. Like oh my finger gosh, on the trigger yeah. at all point at all times, like literally puts the gun up to his partner's head. I'm like, is he meaning yeah. he's gonna kill him? Like what is he doing? Yeah, yeah it's great. That's awesome. 
Yeah, you saw that a, a lot in the, um, you know, uh, you see that a lot in the 80s movies, but you still see that some sometimes nowadays. Mm -hmm. I'm still looking at stuff nowadays where I see that. I'm like, where, where are these people getting this stuff from? You know, who's, I was watching Walking involved? Dead last night with my mm -hmm. wife, and I'm not going to give anything away. I'm, we're still two seasons behind, but mm -hmm. there's one point where Rick is sitting there with his whole crew behind him, and mm -hmm. he's flagging everybody with an AK-47, like <laughs> in his side. <laughs> yeah, my uh, the biggest thing that annoys me in movies or TV shows is if someone has a shotgun and they keep pumping it, they keep racking yeah. it. And so, and I'm like, okay, so you're empty now. Yeah. yeah every time, every time they threaten, they go. Ch -ch -ch. Don't make me up. Yeah, I'm like, okay, so now you're empty. There's nothing in that shotgun at this point. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> or when they cock I mean, the hammer you know and how, yeah. 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 Once you know how guns work, it's actually really like interesting that movies become unintentional comedies. Like, what were we watching? It was a Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. What was it? The one with? No, it was. Uh, it wasn't a movie. It was um the the, the one with the the. Falcon. Falcon. I yeah. almost called it the Black Falcon. Oh, the TV show. TV show. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. Yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. And Winter Soldier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. They I, go into they yeah. go into this uh the club in, in whatever country they were the mm -hmm. the the fake I the fake I made Singapore. up country. Yeah. 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 The fake yeah. Singapore. And yeah. like the the gun noises, like when everyone's like on alert, when they realize, ooh, who oh, the oh, when everyone like, pulls out their gun, it makes the sound that they're racking their they're racking their slides or they're you know, <laughs> racking their bolts. And then yeah. you're like, wait a second. So first of all, I don't understand how that happened because all you're doing is like unholstering your weapon or unslinging it, so it shouldn't mm -hmm. make any noise other than like your clothes shifting. Yeah. Uh, and then. Yeah. Number two, so you're telling me there's a bunch of bad guys and badasses over here, and nobody has one loaded in the tr loaded lo the, the chamber. They're all Israeli. Yeah, they're all Israeli carrying. Are you kidding me? Like, who does that? <laughs> it's like we would have to drop on everybody just being as a normal concealed carry holder. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Makes no sense at all. Um, there's some. This makes me think of so many things. One, it'll be great to do a mystery science theater thing of oh, like a want, bad yeah, gun so movie bad, yeah that would be fun to so somehow bad. yeah somehow fun i don't be. know i don't know what the legalities of it are because we'll just get pounded for no you can't do yeah. it yeah yeah copyright but, yeah but we do movie nights here where we talk about movies so we'll mm -hmm. try to i need to get back to doing the movie night where we talk yeah. about stuff but also it would be a funny spoof to have a real gun guy going through a movie world and just kicking everyone's ass because they obviously don't have any ammo. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're just doing dumb stuff like that. Oh, well, we got John Wick. That's some right. impressive accuracy as far as uh, Hollywood um, and real guns. Sometimes. Yeah. I'm sure there's some yeah. things, but... Yeah. You know. John Wick, I think, is good, especially the first one. And I'm not knocking mm -hmm. it. I like all the John Wick movies. But the first one, I think, was a lot better. But as they've mm -hmm. gone on here, they've just gotten crazy. They they might as well be the Matrix now, yeah. right? Because Don't start on the Matrix. Yeah. Well, because here's the thing. We, yeah, we should get into Matrix here a little oh, bit. Oh God, that trailer. But, but here's the thing with um with John Wick. I would just stand back and shoot his ass. But this is what <laughs> this is what I would do in any of these situations, where everyone you know, like I've looked at Daredevil, the thing. I think it was on Netflix or something. I couldn't watch it because I'm like. <laughs> He doesn't believe in violence, but he beats the shit out of everyone. 
Yeah. They beat everyone into a coma. And these guys are shooting at him close range with machine guns and missing. I'm like, just stand back. Just if the, a one good bad guy who knows, you know, what, I'm just going to go stand back over here and just snipe you. <laughs> End yeah, that's of story. All have to do. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like how they in, in fight scenes, it's like they go, there's like 10 bad guys, one good guy. Yeah. We're all going to go one at a time trying to beat him up. It's like, why are you doing that? Just jump him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my it's, God. It's so yeah, true. Oh, look at that. Tactical Toolbox is out there. By the way, shout out to CloverTac, everyone else out there. Tactical Toolbox says, hey, cuties. <laughs> I think he's I think he's trolling. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan is uh, trolling us. <laughs> uh, sh- yeah, shout out to him and um, CloverTac and everyone else out there. And actually, let me get this in because I think, uh, what was it? Let me get this in here real quick. Uh, uh, Flying Rich wanted me to plug the, um, here we go. He says, please pimp the fundraiser tomorrow and the GoFundMe, which is up there. I am going to post something on my social media later on about that. So if you guys uh, follow me on social media, just help reshare it. Uh, basically, John Crump tomorrow night, I think at 8 Eastern, is ha- is doing a fundraiser for a guy who works for Polymer 80 that his kid has cancer. So, um, yeah, I'll be I'll be there. I don't know if uh, you guys are going to be there, but I'll be there. There's there's prizes, all kinds of stuff. And we're sharing the GoFundMe so everyone can go there. And uh, Flying Rich has the GoFundMe right now in the chat if anyone is looking to get up on that. Um, Okay, so someone mentioned um, Matrix. Who wants to start the conversation on that? Did, did did you guys watch the did, trailer? Did I watched watch the trailer for. I watched the, the trailer. Matrix. Did you see it, Mr. Big Kid? I almost did it. It was one of those inadvertent skip. I'm so used to skipping YouTube ads, mm-hmm. right. but the trailer wasn't a YouTube ad, so I'm like, oh, I actually kind of want to watch that. So I've not yeah. seen it yet. You might want to go. I don't know if you're possible if you're if you're at a computer and you can go open up another page and maybe yeah, pull it up here. Um, and I don't know. Can, I, can we pull it up? I wonder if I could pull up the the. Uh, matrix trailer if that if we'll get in trouble for that i don't know as long as you don't have sound yeah you won't get in trouble if you have sound they'll probably just demonetize the episode is what they do yeah so yeah yeah, Yeah, honestly um, you don't need sound yeah uh let's see here maybe we can um yeah okay let's see i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put it up there for too long but i will i will put it up there just for a little while for uh for people who haven't seen it let us know if you've seen it not seen it let's see if we can pull this up here for a second i mean this is a this is like a publicly released trailer so we should be able to let me see if i could just blow this up a little bit first of all here's what i would say about this it looks cheap what did you just do yeah filmmaking looks not like they like they didn't spend a lot of money the aesthetic is wrong like anybody who's who knows the mate of the matrix would know that the aesthetic has a certain like tint to the film. Like yeah, that's they why they're the doing. Yeah, that's why they're doing the green here. But then mm-hmm. they go to this. They go to this like golden kind of. Yeah. So they don't. I guess they. John Wicky. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It feels too real. Too real. Yeah. They're bringing all the people back except. Uh, not oh the little blue pill. He chose the blue pill. That's interesting. Um, well, I guess. Lawrence hmm. Fishburne is not in this movie. No, he's not. Um, this just seems like a low-budget movie to me. So me looking at this, it feels like it's low-budget. 
I'll tell you what That's this movie is. This movie is uh, this is Star Wars episode Alice seven. In, yeah, Alice in Wonderland. Star Wars episode seven. Yeah, yeah. It's just Star Wars. Mm. It's the Star Wars episode seven of Matrix. Like so, they just did the so, first. Matrix, so this is like, Morpheus. Remix. This is Morpheus now, right? Instead, they. So how come Morphe? Why did uh, what's his name not come back? Supposedly well, they didn't, they didn't even ask him. Yeah. yeah, they didn't even ask him. Oh, oh, he's persona non grata. So I'm not gonna look at I'm not obviously not gonna look at the whole thing. You guys can tell us if uh, if you've seen it, um, and I know Mr. Big Kid is is right now trying to look at it out there. I was My watching it with sound off too. Yeah. So. My problem with it is that I thought this would be like a continuation, like where we left off, and you know maybe they resurrected him, or you know like they put him back in the Matrix. He was supposed to be dead at the end of the last Matrix. Spoiler alert: It's been 20 mm-hmm. years. You should know this by now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but it looks like it's just like a like Rolanda said. It's in Episode Seven. It's like let's just do the same story over again, but worse. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, so I saw there in the trailer that I looked at that they gave credit to one of the uh, Wachowski sisters, um, and if. I don't know if everyone. I don't know if everyone. I don't know what what you guys are doing over there. Yeah, I don't know if everyone realizes this, but back when they no, made I was, the, I, I was fixing the autofocus. Yeah, back when they made the original Matrix, it was created by these uh, brothers called the Wachowski brothers. Mm-hmm. Today, they're the, they're the Wachowski sisters. Yes. Take take from Lana that Wachowski. Yeah, take from that whatever you want to take. So one thing I notice, it's only one of them. Mm-hmm. It's not both of them. And the thing that I really want to say, I don't know, I've, I've said this before, but I don't know if people realize that the uh, that two things. One, Matrix and the Terminator are the same worlds. I don't know if people realize that. And, that. and two, the Matrix and the Terminator movies are ideas that came from uh, novels and graphic novels that were written by uh, a black female creator a long time ago. And that's why they're the same worlds. If you think about it, um, in, in, um, in the Terminator movies, it's talking about how the, the, the uh, computers and everything takes over the world, right? And then mm-hmm. in the Matrix, they're talking about how the man went to war with the robots and blacked out Toby the sky. Afterman. Yeah, so these are the same worlds, and there was actually yeah, like similar premise. Yeah, if you look this up, there was actually lawsuits about this and all this kind of stuff. But ultimately, that writer she didn't have a lot of money, and you know it, the studios and stuff like that. They have all the money in the world, and the lawyers they could play games with you. So I don't know if she ever got her um, due for that. But the reason why I'm saying it is this is like a stolen idea. When you take a stolen idea. You can't really make it better. They're lucky to me that they got to three films. The first one being the best, and the rest of them getting progressively worse from that. Because ultimately, these brothers that are responsible for the Matrix, or sisters, whatever you want to call them now, um, they're really not that creative. They stole an idea. Why are they even trying to go back to that well? Yeah, they, they never did really anything successfully after that after the that trilogy, so that kind of no. speaks for itself. Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, John Crump Live says Lola wrote The Terminator and The Matrix. <laughs> but I mean, I know if you want to go deeper into The Matrix lore, it mm-hmm. obviously took a lot from mythology, Christianity, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, the typical messianic story. Neo was like a Jesus Christ figure. Uh, they had things like karma, resurrection, uh, balance and all that. 
And mm-hmm. the if you kind of look deeper, the Wachowskis kind of always admitted that it was an allegory for what they felt themselves inside. So now I feel that since they've transitioned, I feel like this is now basically a deconstruction of all of that. And I feel like that this is what this movie is going to be. It may just be, we're here to destroy the Matrix because mm-hmm. we changed ourselves. So now this is going to fit our new frame of mind and how we exist. Yeah. So we have to destroy what we created before because we're not those people anymore. Because I know that's a lot of what people do. Ryan Johnson basically said the same thing about episode eight mm-hmm. with Star Wars. He's like, I'm here to basically destroy and subvert everything that you've created. And even Kylo Ren himself is like, we have to destroy the past and everything that came behind. That was literally Ryan Johnson, the director, telling Star Wars fans, screw screw what you guys liked about this. I'm here to destroy it. And because I don't really care about the source material. I, I think that's kind of what this what's going yeah. on here. It sounds deep, but they themselves have said, like, that's how they felt about the Matrix movies that kind of. A shadowed yeah. also their own inner feelings. So I was like, well, if that's the case, then this is probably going to be the opposite of that. Yeah. Go ahead, Mr. Big Kid. I think you wanted to interject something there. No, I'm good. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that. Now, you, you guys can look it up. Um, I think it's Sophia Stewart. We can spend time mm-hmm. looking it up. But if you, her name, I think her name is Sophia Stewart. If you Google Terminator and Matrix, you'll see a whole bunch of stuff about this, right? So that's one. Cool. Two, I agree with what you're saying from their point of view. But yeah. people who don't have creativity in the first place, I'm going to put that same thing on the Star War and Star Wars and Lucas. Do you really mm-hmm. think that guy has creativity? Do you think he's a very creative person? Because I don't. Uh, Star Wars was based on like Seven Samurai and all that stuff, so it was yeah. like uh, it was basically a science fiction version of historical, you know, yeah. something that was already existing in history. So I would agree with that. Yeah, he was and good not, at world building. He was right. definitely good at world building, but maybe not storytelling. Right. I'm not trying to say, like, I personally think there's nothing new under the sun. So everything comes from somewhere. So if you go, so I don't know, what do you guys think about Harry Potter? Would you say that that was something creative? I I would. I would say that Harry Potter. I I, I was going to say, I feel like the best movies are actually come from books. I feel like writers are more creative than movie people. No offense to movie mm -hmm. people out there. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're more, it's, it's one person Usually, I mean, there are, um, we read a mm. series that has uh, co-writers, which I think is very mm. difficult to do. Writing in, yeah, in tandem is mm-hmm. insane. Um, but I feel like it's usually one person world building and creating characters in their head. And I think that allows for more creativity and more vision. Like usually like they have, you know, like with like they have a beginning and end where they want to go. Whereas movies, I think it's it's a project and there's studios and you know, things get shut down and then things well, get budgets. written in new scripts. Yeah. yeah if, so. if you write a novel, there's no budget because it's just your yeah. mind yeah. and, and words on a paper, a piece of paper. Right. right. So it's, it's easy to do it, but then to take that budget and make it into a movie or make it into TV shows, I think it's what we saw with game of Thrones. That's that, what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. They, they ran into budget issues a lot. That's why, uh, what was, I forgot the name of the episode, but one of the later episodes was this all darkness. Cause they're well, like, you know, we're going to cover, we're going to cover, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're going to cover up the bad CG, which but is that black. wasn't even, yeah, but that yeah. wasn't even the problem. I think it even goes mm-hmm. to our point about authors. The last season was terrible because there is no final book that closed everything off. Yeah. So they had to wing right. it themselves and they weren't capable yeah. of doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that's where he, I've read the books first before watching the series and I don't think that's where he was going to no go. Way. But yeah. I don't even, did he even finish it? No, I think no, he just got he's far from finishing that. <laughs> and, and I would even argue with the Harry Potter movies, even though they mm-hmm. split the last book into two movies, 
the first half was exactly like the book, which was the most boring part of the book, but it mm -hmm. was like the movie was like, okay, this is almost like scene for scene. Mm -hmm. Then the second half of the book, which was way more action packed. And I was like, this is easy to make. Like, this is going to mm -hmm. be, this is a wrap. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. On and I agree with them. They changed doing it and it. they made it a little bit more lame than the book, which is kind of surprising. But again, that's mm -hmm. you deviating from the vision and yeah. seeing how it doesn't work out. Yeah. Go ahead. Did you want to jump in here, Mr. Big Hit? I know we're getting super nerdy. No, it's, <laughs> no yeah. with um, Harry Potter, I feel like the last one I've actually seen was the Goblet of Fire, I think. And mm -hmm. after that, I just kind of lost interest in the series. Mm -hmm. Like I love the whole uh, beginning, like the mystery, the magical part of Harry Potter. But then it started mm -hmm. becoming like flinging spells at each other. Yeah, yeah dark okay. and... Yeah, yeah um, you, you can never beat... To me, the best thing is always reading the book, plugging it into mm -hmm. your own mind. And yep. then maybe a close sec or no, well not not super close second, but the listening to the audiobook is also good. Yeah. Movies, TV shows, video games. Mm, we're not well, we're not really there where we're gonna where we're gonna get to that. Not yet. Go ahead. So Gen Z people actually make fun of us millennials because of mm -hmm. our obsession with Harry Potter. In fact, Olivia Rondo made fun of us about Harry Potter. Well, she didn't make fun of us. She's just like, yeah, millennials and they're Harry Potter. Well, That's I thought so that because we literally watched Harry Potter last I was like, oh week. man, we just watched it last night because it was like, I was like, oh, let's check it's it out. We haven't watched right it in a few years. Yeah, it is on so. HBO. But the, the thing mm -hmm. I was saying about it is that uh, J.K. Rollins, the, a lot of her ideas for Harry Potter come from the Arthur legends and other yep. stories that were constructed in world building and and uh, mythology that was built up way before she was even born. OK, correct. So nothing new. But she took that and she was she did a really good job putting all those things together. We can argue that she may not be able to do that again. In my personal opinion, it doesn't matter. She created a masterpiece that came out of her mind and took mm -hmm. what some things that existed in the world and put them together. Um, the Matrix that what we're talking about here with the Matrix movies, these guys stole it in the first place. Mm -hmm. you know and then cut the person out of it that was responsible for the creativity and and the first one was the was the one that everyone really connected with with that idea and really i think it worked for us because even if we didn't realize it in our minds there was kind of a setup for that with the terminator movies as well right which came out of that and so we kind of like it was easy for us to plug into this subconsciously at the end yep. of the day they can come up with whatever excuses they want to they're not creative they don't understand truly how to create and craft a story and give it levels and all that and then when you see this i mean when i look at this um trailer that they're putting out there it's like is this a freaking um you know what is it a uh, hallmark romance movie or something that's coming out <laughs> what are they doing <laughs> You know, we're all these years later with so much more technology and what they're putting up there is, oh, here's a movie about uh, Neo going to a psychologist. Yeah. So, you know, so that's I don't know. That's how, I, I'm definitely not looking at that. I, I think part of what made especially the first Matrix, it wasn't even necessarily the story. Mm -hmm. I think which we can agree that, you know, they they based it off of other things. Mm -hmm. But I think it was the first time. Sometimes there are great stories, but you can't. You, there, the technology doesn't exist yet to actually put them on film. I think the Matrix was the first time that they were actually able to really do things like bullet time. That they revolutionized, you know, being able to do slow motion film. Mm -hmm. uh, how computer animation was at the time, which is funny because then it just seemed to get progressively worse as the movies went on. It looked cheesier and cheesier. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
I, I think the same thing kind of happened with Jurassic Park, that the new Jurassic Park movie somehow will look worse than the one that came out in the 90s, the original. Mm-hmm. And it's because they they used a lot of practical effects at first. Now they try to CGI everything instead of having guys like flying around on ropes. That was another big thing at the time with the Matrix. It was the wire, you know, mm-hmm. uh, people going with wires like in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff to give. Yeah, we use our imagination effects. more. And now we're now we're kind of jaded. We got too much. Uh, yeah. We got too much technology going on. Yeah. So, so I think yeah. even the Matrix is like a victim of its own success because it, mm-hmm. it kind of set that standard for that kind of crazy action. You even saw it in mm-hmm. video games at the time, like uh, Max Payne and things like that had the slow motion bullet time. There were the Matrix games, which were actually pretty decent. Uh, so now, even if they tried to come out with it again and it did have a good story, it would never have the same impact because it's like, well, we've already, unfortunately, we've already seen this before. So that yeah. makes, that means that the story has to be that much better. Because yeah. it has to overcome the aesthetic and the fact, okay, we know in the Matrix, you can have powers, you can do these things, you can learn anything. Uh, they have awesome guns and outfits. Uh, so now you really got to give us a good story in that world. Yeah. Um, it looks like we're boring the crap out of Mr. Big Kid, but I think he's, <laughs> oh, I think he's frozen. I think he's frozen. There's no I'm way. I'm just holding very, very still. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm why is battery it? battery down in my camera. Oh. They get for using Amazon batteries. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we'll oh, get man. it worked. Because uh, first I'm looking at that like, we are boring the crap out of him. <laughs> he's like, right now he's Sleepy texting Jonathan like, these nerds. <laughs> How did I wind up? In the- That's what happened to me before the show. I was looking for the power cable so I didn't have to use the battery on the camera. Right. <laughs> no, uh, hopefully we're not boring you. Hopefully we're not boring you. We'll, we'll uh, let no, you was, get here. Mm-hmm. I'm super interested. It's cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, got a new battery. Yeah. Skivvy Waver says, what happened to good films? Ones that are actually are believable. I don't know that they ever were. Like, I'm literally, we were talking about 80s movies and we watched Lone Wolf McCaid, which is ridiculous. And what's the other one? Escape from New York with uh, Kurt Russell, which is even more ridiculous. Don't talk bad about Escape from New York. Don't do it. It's awesome. Don't do it. It's awesome, dude. It's it's awesome, but it's crazy. But but look, this is the thing. So my, my, one of my, one of my things is filmmaking. Okay. That means a lot to me. Right. As an mm-hmm. artist, this is a really important thing for me. When you are looking at a movie, the first thing you're supposed to do is suspend your disbelief. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Okay. Now, if you go back in time, like I remember as a kid in the 70s, I think we were living in England in 1977 when uh, Star was that when was Star Wars came out. It was one of those movies. I think it was Star Wars or something like that, right? I remember seeing that for the first time in a movie theater, and I was like, "What the hell did I just see?" Same thing with Star Trek. The first Star yep. Trek movie I saw that in the theaters, and I was like, "Wow!" Because the 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 technology they had at the time and me suspending my disbelief and looking at that movie, it was amazing to me. I, I just sank right into that world. Today, I look at those movies and I'm like, whatever, this is nonsense. <laughs> right? But mm-hmm. we're jaded. We're jaded because of the because of what we've seen, like what you could do with the technology and all those kinds of things. And I and I think that's really one of the things that's messing us up in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, as human beings, we're we're kind of like, we're we're really messed up now because of what we've seen, you know. Mm-hmm. If can you imagine what this new generation? We were talking about this with uh with one of our guests, yeah, um, one of the younger ones. Is the new generation like she's like she was like, oh my god, I I'm I'm concerned about what's going to happen in my brain. I've been on social media since I was a teen, like a young teenager. I'm like, what about mm-hmm. the 
little babies that are now, you know, I look over at like my five-year-old niece or nephew and they're like, they can, you know, they know C++ and know how to code and stuff on the, I'm I'm exaggerating, but Mm -hmm. Um, they basically, before they can walk, they can they live on a screen. They know how to change yeah. the settings on an iPad. I'm like, how in the world? You don't even know how to speak and you know how to change the settings on the iPad. That's crazy. Yeah. There's certain things that I think we're just too, um, it, it's like technology has gone so far. I think we see this probably in the gun world too. A lot of kids, I know even my kids are not super impressed by what I do with guns. Yeah. They're not. Because they're playing video games and they're like, oh, well, you don't know this about the, you know, and they and they're playing these and the games are really good. No, I can't because the games are really good. They're really engaged in that. And they feel like what we're doing is old man shit. Yeah. And what they're doing in the games is what it's all about. And they would rather watch someone play the games than to, you know. I think it even can come. I hate to say it this way. It's that in. You you can't do you can't use guns. You don't have unlimited ammunition. You don't have those things. You can't use guns that are extremely rare in real life because either they don't exist anymore or it's like there's only a few examples of them and they're antiques uh, and they're worth tens of thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. So in video games, you have that. And then you also have well, in real life, you get fatigued when you're out shooting all day. It gets really hot. Uh, You start feeling weak. Uh, your reloads start deteriorating. You might not even be able to reload perfectly, which and video. Oh, games, shit. The bugs are eating the living daylights out of your yeah. ass. <laughs> so they're like, dude, this, this, this like really sucks. Compared yeah, man. To like the video game. I don't have to worry about any of this stuff. I was like, yeah, but you're really shooting a gun. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. really an explosion going on yeah. in your hand. It's really a tool that you can use. And now your skill, just like how you feel in that video game, well, my skill's getting better. It's like, yeah, but everyone has the baseline of everybody has a perfect reload. Everybody's got an awesome red dot. Everybody's got the best equipment. Their guns never malfunction or anything mm-hmm. in these video games. So the difference between you and the other dude is just if you're faster than him most of the time. In I real think- life, it's not, it's not just that you're faster than him. It's are you stronger? Are you in good shape? Are mm-hmm. you, do you have the will? Have you practiced physically? Uh, so there are way more factors involved and it's a lot more rewarding when you can go from, you know, going out to the range and it's like, man, I can barely hit like a, I yeah. can barely hit the side of a break house. Uh, 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 this thing is a barn, honey. A barn. Oh, yeah. I was going to say a break uh, yeah. S house, but yeah, <laughs> I think, um, I think, I think Mr. Big Kid, you, I know you want to jump in here, but oh, yeah. I, th- I think the kids, my kids would argue with what, uh, Rolando's saying, although I kind of agree with him. What do you think? I'm, I'm not um, a game expert, but. So it's actually interesting because I've done a lot of experimenting with my content since I started my channel. I mean, it started at one point trying different things and um, really what's taken off are the short videos and especially the videos that are geared towards gamers. So my audience has gotten so much younger than it used to be. It's just crazy. But the things that they want to see are like what I like to consider a trick shot, you know, things like that or like a mag dump, just like a, I'm not saying irresponsible mag dump, but just dump it out as quick as possible and hit the target as accurately as you can as possible. And you'll still get torn apart for being a horrible shot. And, Mm -hmm. but you'll get a lot of thumbs ups and a lot of people like that Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. I think that's true. Right. I think that's probably one of the reasons why if we look at the YouTubers doing in our realm, the ones that are the bigger are the guys doing like weird trick shots and, 
and you know, can you can I shoot my safe with this fifty and and stuff like that? And that's why they're popular right now. Who's the biggest gun tuber? Demolition Ranch. I would say Demo Ranch probably. Yeah, yeah. And Mr. Big Kid. And Mr. Big Kid. And Mr. Yeah, right, right there. Yeah, close, so close. Close number two. Close number two. No, but I mean, I would I see this argument all the time because we're on the Second Amendment advocacy side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, primarily that's how we got into it mm-hmm. but you know i love i love watching gun tubers i mean that's awesome mm-hmm. that's fun and i feel that the renaissance a lot of the a huge part of the renaissance that we had over the last decade in gun culture the popularity of it was first guns and video games for sure in the early 2000s with first person shooters becoming popular starting with like half-life and goldeneye at the turn of the uh at the turn of the millennium and then over the next 10 years, it was those video games gaining popularity, becoming esports, and then gun tubers creating content that you never got to see before, mm-hmm. doing fun stuff with guns and showing people guns aren't scary. They're, they're dangerous tools, obviously, mm-hmm. but they're not scary. You don't need to be afraid, and you can own this stuff legally. And if you're safe, you can still do stuff that seems crazy, but it's a lot of fun and you can be responsible about it. And check it out. These are the guns that you just spent the last 10 years playing video games. I'm going to show you how it really works in real life. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's been a huge part of growing, you know, some of the gun culture that we see in millennials and Gen Z. Yeah. Uh, despite what we've seen going against it. Yeah. So listen, I don't play any of these games at all because I've never actually found that my brain likes playing the games, although I'm very interested in them, right? Mm-hmm. My brain just can't really connect. It's almost, I love driving and I can't even connect very well to video games about driving cars, even though they're getting better and getting more realistic, uh, there's a there's a massive difference for me. But I think that my kids' brains are working completely differently. So when you were mm-hmm. saying that they, you know, they don't have the same challenges, I agree with you. You're right technically, but to them, no, they're suspending oh, yeah. their disbelief. I could hear when they when they used to live here all the time. I would hear them in their rooms with their friends, and they're getting all excited, and they're messing up, and this thing's happening, and they're cursing and carrying on. And for sure, when when I look at people studying them, they say their heart rates are going up. There's a lot of the same stuff happening. Yes, they're not in under the same real pressure. You know, mm-hmm. they're not actually carrying around that equipment. But something is happening in their brain that's more than what happened with us looking at movies or when we played, you know, the 8-bit <laughs> video games or whatever mm-hmm. back in the days. I don't know if you guys remember that. I'm, like, approaching 50. You guys look like, you know, you're probably in your 30s. So um, I think that that's why they're connecting more to that. Now, where I would mm-hmm. take that further, I think that when they want to look at YouTube... They don't actually really want to see that, other than maybe if they're seeing other people play those games, right? To see how they do it. They're trying to unwind and they want to see fun things. And this is why the the people who are bigger now are just doing the fun, like, no, oh, this is how you gotta be safe, or this is how this thing works. It's just really fun. It's like, I do this all the time and I'm editing and doing all this stuff. When I'm done with this, I wanna look at Rick and Morty it might seem mindless, but I want my brain. I, my brain needs to disconnect and have some kind of fun and laugh about something. Right. Escapism. That's part of it. You, yeah. I mean, it takes a certain kind of person like Rolando, who's you know unwinding and watches a history documentary. You know, mm-hmm. 
I'm not bashing that. I mean, he finds that fun. Nerd alert. Hey, but Nerd also, alert. like, what, what have we done lately? I mean, yeah. I, I throw this sometimes as a counterpoint just to say, mm -hmm. like, why do some kids not get into it? But mm -hmm. I'm also the one that as soon as this show's over, Joe and I are going to turn on our Xboxes and start playing video games. Like, that's what, the truth. What video <laughs> games do you guys all play? I'm going to start with Mr. Big Kid What? because you, you play games, right? A little bit, yeah. Um, what do you play? I play some of so there's two games that I really like. So I, I play on my computer and I play on the Xbox. Three games I nice. play, two that I really like. Okay. So computer is going to be a game called Rust. It's a survival game. Um, I haven't played it in a couple of months, but it's open world. You start off with a rock and then you have to like scavenge for like wood and stuff like that. And you're playing with other players that are trying to survive. You can build houses and like fortresses and you can work with teams and stuff and hmm. you can attack each other, try to loot and raid each other's bases and stuff. Is that like an advanced um, version of Minecraft or something? It's like, imagine Minecraft with better graphics, but ah. it's creepy because like you're uh -huh. alone and you have a torch in the woods and you're, you're like oh, building wow. like these fortresses. I used to play mm -hmm. with a clan online and we had mm -hmm. like 10 people all living in the same house and we'd mm -hmm. go raid other clans and their bases, like blown it up with TNT mm -hmm. and C4 and stuff. Um, the other game for Xbox is going to be Modern Warfare, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. the uh, Warzone. Mm -hmm. um, and my son is six years old and he loves Minecraft. So mm -hmm. lately he's been hijacking my time. Once I'm done working, uh, he's like, dad, we're going to play Minecraft. So he hops on his laptop and I hop on my computer and we just build no, that's cool. train tracks and stuff. Yeah. No, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. So what about, what about Rolando and Joanna? What do you guys go for, Joe? Well, mm. actually I got into gaming um, when I started dating Rolando uh, 10 years ago. And I, before that, I was mostly into video games when I was like a little kid and played like Super Nintendo. So I went from, su uh, not Super Nintendo, regular Nintendo. Mm -hmm. So I went from Nintendo to Xbox. And I basically had to learn how to play because the last time I had touched a controller and knew what I was doing, all it has was A, B, and a D-pad. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they got all these buttons and I'm like, how does this even work? So um, the first game that I was my trainer game, and it, we still play this now, is Gears of War. That's actually uh, such a good. What game. are we on now? The fifth one. <laughs> yes, yes. That's like the, the gun behind us is from Gears of War. The chainsaw bayonet. I, yeah. I recognize that. Oh, okay. so cool. yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's actually like I feel like not only do I love that video game because it taught me how to play, um, it's like very important to our relationship because it made me a gamer and that's such a big part of our relationship and I did it for like not for him but I wanted to like we, we share bonds clearly yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so it's a big part of our relationship so I have a very soft spot in my heart for it what are you playing nowadays um, besides I'm, Gears Fallout mm -hmm. Fallout 4 oh such a good one I'm um, still playing that I have I just looked at my hour count and this is disturbing I'm almost at 11 days of playtime <laughs> <laughs> that's how huge that game is yeah and i'm not done yet um so yeah that's 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 pretty sad um but it's over a long course of time mm -hmm. um skyrim yeah skyrim is made by bethesda as well so it's like a medieval version of 
Yeah, so okay. I saw someone in the chat mention Halo. Halo is another big one. We played all the Halo games together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, someone um, wants to play a death match or something against you. I think that was LV Louis would, Cypher. That was LV Louis Cypher. Yeah. Uh, you would probably win because I haven't played Halo since the last Halo game was out. Rolando actually mm -hmm. was in the beta for um, Infinite. Infinite that just came out uh, and he dominated. So his skills still translate i'm pretty rusty i play apex legends lately though I, we play, I, play I occasionally jump on with him but i get frustrated um mm. after yeah. like two games where so i'm me, like i keep placing second and i never win. <laughs> uh shooting gallery and he says i say we all have xbox night and just dominate a uh cod i guess what's cod call of duty. Call of duty. yeah call we play duty. call of duty yeah. together yeah, oh, um, gun gun tubers dominating gamers. That sounds kind of fun. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen. There'll be a. <laughs> it's got to be a, no. You got to do a real challenge. So you got to have the gamers first. We do a competition against them, and then they have to do a three gun challenge afterwards. And then oh, that's to, a good one. Oh, they get yes. to kick their butts in that in yeah. real life. Then. Yeah, I don't even <laughs> know if there's a. I don't know if there's a Xbox at my house right now. I would have to see. Maybe one of the kids left a Xbox here. We've got if a spare you, one if you need. If you, well, if you have like a well, you'd need a if you have a Windows gaming PC, then a lot of the games are cross-platform. So Gears, you can play with PC and Xboxes. Warzone, I believe you can do PC, yep. Xbox, and PlayStation all against each other. So mm -hmm. uh, Apex Legends, you can do the same thing. So a lot of them are a lot of the bigger games. Fortnite are platform agnostic now. So as long as you can get online and you can play online mm -hmm. you can play with each other what kind of That's money do you game. guys think that that are doing this like i remember when i tried to get into doing it and doing car stuff and i bought like a whole rig that you could sit in like a car you know it has like a seat and a steering wheel mm -hmm. there. I, I still have that actually and i did all this stuff and lola was like okay you're 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 spending this money and this is going to go nowhere <laughs> what kind of money do you guys spend uh do you even keep track not that, not that much anymore ever since game pass came out because Okay, yep. it depends on where you want to go. If you want to go down the PC gaming side, that could become a black hole mm -hmm. of misery and spending money constantly, uh, especially now with video cards being almost impossible to get and being jacked up in price. So I would argue that with if you can get a PS5 or an Xbox Series X, they are it's incomparable to bang for the buck. I don't care what any PC gamer says. You cannot buy a video card right now that basically, if you want a good video card, you're going to spend the price, the 500 bucks that you're going to spend on a PS5 and an Xbox, and then you have to build the computer on top to go around that video card. Mm -hmm. If you already yep. have a PC, you can keep upgrading stuff. I mean, we've got two gaming PCs here too. Mm -hmm. I, I, we use them for editing. Um, but primarily we game on Xbox now. You pay for Game Pass. It's $15 a month for Game Pass Unlimited. It's like Netflix or games. All the first-party <laughs> Microsoft games like Halo, Gears of War, those AAA titles come out. It sounds like an advertisement, but it's true. And so Joe and I each get that. So that's like 30 bucks a month. And we don't have to spend the 60 or $70 for one copy of a game. For a game, yeah. Yeah, so there right. it saves it. So you figure 300 to 500 depending on which Xbox you get. If you get, they've got the Series S or the X, you can even get them now with the Game Pass included. And you just pay like 30 bucks a month for two years. And then it's, and you actually save like 50 bucks overall if you, if you just bought it. Now, good luck trying to get an Xbox right now, but. I was gonna say I probably uh, it doesn't work out economically for me because Joe's I've been, been playing, playing Fallout the entire time. Yeah, so I've been, I've been playing, playing like ten games at a time. Yeah, so I'm I'm probably be better off just buying the game. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, yeah, so but if you play a I, lot of games, uh, it's really awesome. Yeah, 
Yeah, the, I have Game Pass too, and then Fallout. Yeah. I noticed Fallout Four was on it, and then I remember yeah. hearing um, Smash Time say Fallout was like it just sucked your life in. So <laughs> I, I downloaded it, and he is so right. I started playing Fallout. I'm probably just around there too, like 12 days or so. And I mean, it's like damn just such man. a fun storyline. <laughs> wow. This is, yeah, it really sounds like, uh, like you, you guys get deep into it. I see tactical toolbox says I bought a PC with an Intel I nine RTX 3080 yeah. and 32 gigabytes Ram for 2,800 bucks back in January. Yep. If anyone understands any of, oh yeah, I know I, I, a I little know. bit. I get it a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I know everything. Yeah, and and yeah. it's just so hard to get the video card because it's not that they're unaffordable. It's that because of you know what happened with COVID, mm-hmm. the fact that you know basically the PlayStation Five and the Xbox use the same. You know, AMD makes their processor and their video, their GPU. Uh, AMD also is making their own processors and their own video cards to sell themselves. And so there's a huge crunch. Everybody was working from home. So everybody bought laptops. Everybody became a streamer or a YouTuber or a podcaster. So they all started building things at the same time in the market. Just basically, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. came to a crunch with supply and demand. It's so bad right now. um, Like the demand on chips that I work for a software company and we have like multiple, like I have uh, monitors and MacBook Pros and iPads that are given to me by my company you know, for, for the purposes of working with software. And, um, we received a few months ago, uh, don't destroy your computer because you're not getting a replacement, um, oh, yeah. email because they just, they cannot find, mm-hmm. like, they just can't get the MacBooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy out there. We just, you know, um, a lot of these chips are made in, in what, in South Korea, I think. Taiwan. Taiwan. This Taiwan. Is why oh, Taiwan. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah let yeah, the yeah. Chicoms take it over because then mm-hmm. it, that's checkmate, baby. And that's where it's all manufactured. We got to bring that manufacturing back here. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to. I agree with uh, you. I don't know if we're yeah. actually going to see that here in America. Taiwan is almost great. like a natural resource at this point because of the chip yeah. manufacturing that they have there. I believe NVIDIA is there. Uh, TSMC, Ty- uh, Taiwan Semiconductor, I believe is what they're called. Yeah. Uh, is all there, um, so it's, eh. it's it's pretty bad. It's strategically important. Yeah, and I might be wrong, but I thought I saw somewhere that Samsung, for example, is trying to take over everything. Because I know I saw I was looking at something where that like the chips. Um, Samsung's trying to take over one of these places that makes uh, a lot of chips and things like that, right? And just have control yeah, of everything. A- and other companies are worried about that. Yeah, they make, well, Samsung is weird because a lot of Asian countries do this where they share the same name, but then they're actually different companies. Mm -hmm. So Samsung, like their appliance company, their TV company, and their computer uh, and like chip companies are all slightly different. That's why Mm -hmm. sometimes you'll see, wait a second, why is Samsung making screens for iPhones when they make their own cell phones? It's because the Samsung Mm -hmm. that makes screens is actually like a different company. They're loosely affiliated and they share the same name, but they're, they're allowed to run their own business. Yeah, but yeah, they make they make their own chips. The, they make uh, Samsung makes a lot of memory. They make like flash memory, a, a ton of, and mm-hmm. they're one of the best. Yeah. So. Uh, what is this? Uh, Tactical Toolbox says they're making it cheaper to buy pre-built than to buy yep. individual components. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. Uh, the laptop I was going to get. Yeah, gaming laptops now are like a better option than, than building yourself, and it's really ridiculous that that's the case because in the past, it was like working on your own car. It was a lot cheaper if you knew how to build your own components, build oh, yeah. your own computers. Yeah. It, it, you save a couple hundred dollars on the labor. 
And as long as you know, you know how to maintain it yourself, you get good components. Okay. So they each have their own individual warranties. It's really not that big of a deal. I haven't had computers fail on me mm-hmm. really at all. I, I mean, I had one, like an i7 with a 3770K, which if people are nerds on though, that's like a 10 year old processor. And until recently, like I upgraded Joe's computer from that, but for 10 years, mm-hmm. just from doing upgrades, it ran bulletproof. Uh, so it's kind of like having a car if you maintain it really well, but now they're making it very difficult uh, just because of the supply line cuts and really only big big box stores can buy in bulk. Uh, if you're a peon or just a normal person, you're competing against bots that are, you know, buying things, you know, faster than you can think. So it's tough. I don't know if it's going to get any better with um, the elect- the amount of electronics that we're kicking into that's going in in cars either. I don't know. Um, yeah, well, yeah, that happened with cars too. Situation. Huh? Yeah, Ford had like two months worth of cars just sitting there and it's like they were done, but they couldn't get their chips for the ECU. So, Well, and those are old school cars. You yeah. Know? So we're we're now forcing electric. everyone to switch over yeah mm-hmm. make electric cars and therefore they have you know just more chips uh, i think that ch- you know different kinds of chips obviously because the chip shortage that's out there is the stone age chip shortage it's not necessarily the the new high-tech stuff but where are we going to get all of these chips and the and the actual raw materials that make these things so i think there's going to be a big supply and demand issue here like when you know, people are talking about what's happening happening in Afghanistan and rare earth metals and even yep. like the moon. <laughs> the moon has a crap ton of rare earth metals up there. Um, and that's why there's some places like China that are planning on uh, getting up there and, you know, uh, making big claims before we do. Because we well, went to the, the moon, problem is, you know. yeah, the problem is we have an insatiable demand for all of this technology. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, so... <laughs> Let's let's just go a little bit political here. Mm-hmm. We we have uh, uh, elites in this country that are pushing us to buy, buy, buy more and more and more. Uh, so obviously that requires raw materials. Well, we as the United States, we don't pollute. We believe in global warming and all this other stuff. So we can't have any mines in the United States itself. But we will gladly outsource that and have the Chinese use slave labor, go to Africa, go to all these other countries to use that labor, their resources, which they're not going to have our same environmental standards that we would have had in the U.S. even if we were allowed to mine, period. We just have yeah. better technology. We care about workers. We care about our people. And we do care about the environment to an extent. Yeah. So we can't tap into this. So it's like fighting with one hand behind our back. Or, and well, so, or even worse, we're going to set up the Taliban in Afghanistan where they have access to that. And we're going to make that yeah. just as valuable or more valuable than oil. Yep. And then and we'll we have to get it from them. In, yeah, and we won't mind what we have in Arizona, Alaska, uh, and places yeah. like that that have lithium and, and copper. Mm-hmm. And really, that's what we have to do. We're, we're still capable of being self-sufficient with energy and natural resources in this country. We can do it better than anybody else. And we don't allow ourselves to do it. Um, and I think that, that there's a reason behind that. Some, some of it's virtue signaling. We're going to be better than everyone else. But then you're just obfuscating the dirty work to somebody else. So that's just Mm -hmm. like modern day slavery, as far as I'm concerned, because it's like, we're too good for that. So we're going to outsource to countries that don't care about these standards that treat people like animals and, and waste them like slaves. That's essentially what we do. And And then we say that we're better than anybody else. We say we're better than previous generations. Well, and if we don't know about the environment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we don't see it, then it doesn't bother us, I guess. Yeah, of course. That's what we do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, all right. I know. I know we're getting a little political there. What do you guys out there want to talk about? Or Mr. Big Kid, let's, you know, or anyone here, Joe, Joe Rowe, you guys, or Rojo, you guys can, um, what, what gun stuff do you guys want to talk about? We should do a little bit of gun talk. Uh, Mr. Big Kid, you got any cool mm. guns? Obviously, we can't show them here, but, you know, oh, we can check out. cool one right there. Yeah, we could check out. Oh, oh, well, yeah, he did want to show, like, you're going to have to oh. pan up. You're going to have to pan your camera up a little bit. Let's see. Here we go. Oh, what's that in the background? You guys background? have all seen that there before. Yeah. Hold on. Let me get the focus. Yeah. Right there. There, there you go. go. Yeah. Uh, so that is. That is yes. It that says, literally yeah. says meatballs on the. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why? Is that what that means? Albundigas? Yes. yes. That's, that is what it means. That gun's name oh. is Albundigas. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. Explain. Awesome. Are you Hispanic? Um, my my whole family's so my mom was born in Argentina so my whole uh, side of that family is Argentine and then my dad was born in Germany so I was the first generation born in the US cool. okay so, so does that make you a German teen I mean yes he's an American before everyone's like oh, he's an American <laughs> yeah. yeah we're all Americans right. yeah with you with you um, but you know you could also be a German teen yeah uh, you know I I enjoyed all my family heritage, definitely American first, no mm-hmm. doubt. But mm-hmm. um, I've gone to Argentina like five times, visited family. We oh, have some sweet. property down there. Cool. So mm-hmm. it's really cool. I've been to Germany once when I was in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. But right now with all the COVID stuff, everything's just shut down. So mm-hmm. oh, cool. we did want to do a Germany trip last year. That's uh, but, So I think all of us, except ex- well, not Rolando, except by marriage, all have some connection to South America then. Is that am I am I yeah. wrong here? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because I was born in Guyana. That's South America, technically. Yeah. I'm Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you you know you're you're Caribbean. I think Guyana is like a weird kind of thing. It's Caribbean and South America at the same time. Mm-hmm. And Joanna, you are what again? Colombian. I am Colombian. Yes. and Dominican. Okay. So I have and both Dominican. South America and the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nice. Oh, cool. Okay. I've never heard of Al Bundy gas. I was like Al Bundy gas. <laughs> well, some people is... also confuse uh, uh, some people confuse that with like meatball soup. They're like, "Why'd you call your uh, gun meatball soup?" I'm like, "No, Al Bundy gas also means just meatballs, and that's what mm-hmm. that's what the gun's uh, name." So, uh, I won't uh, I won't go into details why I named it that, but people seem to think uh, it's a pretty fitting name. Right. That's so, what is that. that gun? Is that a? Um, it's a Barrett M82 Barrett? one. It's a 50 right. BMG. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. very nice so, very nice yeah yeah but so i'm really proud of that one because we bought that gun as an investment for the youtube channel to try to take things a step further you know mm-hmm. and um we bought it last year mm-hmm. and the deal was if it provides no benefit to my channel whatsoever for a year then i need to sell it because a ten thousand dollar gun is just a little crazy to have mm-hmm. we literally sold our house and used some of the proceeds to buy a rifle Oh no! <laughs> so, yeah. You're a man after my own heart. <laughs> uh-huh, <see? laughs> oh my this God. is how you do it. That's how you I roll. Planted, I planted the little seed in my wife's head. I'm like, you know, this could be really good for the channel, and if we want to make the investment, now's the time to do it. And then, sure enough, she's just like, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm like, wow. 
Really? <laughs> you got a so. good one there. Let me just tell you. Oh, I know. Yes, She's amazing. Absolutely. Yes. You got to build a statue to the, in the name of your wife. That <laughs> you is awesome. never complain yeah. about her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, would she let me get the 50 BMG? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that's cool. No, so, <laughs> wait, what did you just say? Hold on. I missed that. What did she just say? <laughs> No, she said, in your dreams, I'll never let you get it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Listen, she so that, herself. Well, this, that, was a good, that was a good rationale. That was a good rationale. How is it actually working out? All the, the men listening to this right now is like, please okay, say so- that it's helping and it's supporting <laughs> itself. All right. So as far as monetized content, um, full-length videos, people just don't really have much interest in watching 50 cal videos. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a gun that's somewhat unobtainium, not saying you can't get one, but I mean, it's a lot of money for someone to spend on a rifle, right? Mm-hmm. So, but as far as a shorts content and appealing to that younger audience, again, a lot of my 50 BMG videos have done very well as uh, far as short videos. Yeah. So, um, you yeah, know, there, 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 there may be something to that because, um, like, I do a lot of 50 stuff, but I do it with mm-hmm. the Safety Harbor Firearms, the SHTF 50, yep. which is the 50 upper that goes on a AR lower, right? It's bolt action. And I do a mm-hmm. lot of stuff. And, and, a, and a while back, it actually did well. But, that's, but one of the reasons I think that's uh, in the more affordable category. But then I think yep. the reason why it doesn't do as well now because YouTube hits those videos. Like I had a really I'm big sure. video about how it's made and all that, and then they hit it. But what I did notice recently is one of my best performing shorts is my older son shooting a fifty. Yeah, and that's that's like the, that's the best performing short out there. And I was like, this is weird. Why is you know, why is this fifty such a big thing? So, you know, part I feel like the best part about being a fifty BMG owner is actually letting other people shoot your gun and watching yeah. their reaction because mm-hmm. it's a bucket list gun that people want. Mm-hmm. So when you put someone behind the trigger on the fifty, mm-hmm. um, it's just awesome to see the reaction. And I actually want to do a video on that, and it's one of my future ideas. Mm-hmm. Don't anybody steal it, but oh yeah, <laughs> um, it's a I want to put the camera stolen. on face. <laughs> <laughs> I want to put the camera on a lot of random people's face and just capture their expressions when shooting a 50 for the first time because that's yeah. that's always fun to watch no that's cool so, do you have a do you have some kind of slow-mo what's your like what's your slow-mo rate because that'll be good um, in that video i would suggest it would get it be. in slow-mo yeah well i have my little sony zv and i'm using that as my webcam too um that does do 900 frames mm. which is really slow but you only have like one second to record so if they're not uh, firing on three two one go uh, damn um, you're gonna miss the shot Otherwise, yeah. I'll, I have my Sony um, G, or sorry, my Panasonic GH5, mm-hmm. and that can capture 120 okay. at 1080, I think. So it can go pretty slow. But. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's yeah. I mean, I think so, if you can, you know, just my little suggestion here, you know, putting in my mm-hmm. creative two cents. Yeah. Try to get the face like reactions of the, you know, the jowls. <laughs> Dude. I got yeah. such a good still picture of my mom shooting the 50 for the first time. And she, her face, she, she has like <laughs> that face of war on her. And it's right. so awesome. I'll send it to you. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. That would be awesome. Yep. Um, Asper Warrior is out there. I know he's in your neck of the woods now. He says, yeah. uh, he says Steve, you're doing it wrong. You got to blow yourself up for real views. Oh, I don't true. suggest oh. it. 
No way. I won't, I, I won't do it, but yes, yeah. I will get views. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't suggest it. It's not worth it. No way. Right. It, the pain is too much. You can't knowingly yeah. go into that kind of pain. <laughs> no, stick a thumb in it, right? Yeah. You you don't want to knowingly. You don't want to go. Oh yeah, I'm probably gonna die <laughs> yeah. doing this. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if it's too soon for that joke, but yeah. Let's. <laughs> um, what is this? Night Train says, I remember that guy at the big Virginia gun rights protest walking around with a Barrett. He garnered a yeah. lot of attention. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, he I, wasn't he, didn't he, did he own a shop or something like that? I thought he yeah. did. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, that thing is just so stupid heavy, though. I can't imagine mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Carrying that around for hours. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah. I mean, you might actually. There's people who actually have to do it. Um, so mm-hmm. you know, another thing that I, that I agree with you on it is like stuff that's really expensive. People don't want to get too deep into like anything with that, right? Because they're like, oh yeah, I'm like, I'm probably not going to buy that, so they don't necessarily look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I see that with suppressor videos as well. Not everyone wants to get suppressors, so those don't do as well. But I think there are ways you can make those videos fun, like what you're saying. Like that stuff is probably just a fun kind of thing where people mm-hmm. are just going to look at it for that reason. So just, a, just you know, just, just some food for thought for folks out there. I think there's content for everyone because younger people aren't like they're not daunted by the cost because that doesn't have any bearing on them yet. Because, you know, they're still living with their parents. They don't understand money. So they're like, oh, sweet, a 50 BMG. Like, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, an older dude, maybe in his 30s or 40s, is like, oh, man, forget that guy. I don't want to see that. Like you said. Yeah. Or I've already seen this before. So it's, yeah, it, it's it, like that. It depends so. on where you're coming from. Like, I see guys have a lot of success doing the fun stuff, shooting watermelons or, you know, trying to do, for whatever reason, uh, there's an audience that wants to see that, right? That mm-hmm. wants to see the fun kind of you know, things. I don't know if there's any room for creativity in that. Probably there is. There's probably some place that you can figure out how to be creative. But I think in that space, like, Demo Ranch has done a lot of stuff. Um, I remember he went big when he did that shooting. uh, I think it was a Barrett that he shot in his house, but it was the house he was moving out of. (laughs) That's right. I don't think it was a Barrett. I think he went all the way. Did he? I watched that video. Yeah. I couldn't believe he did that. Yeah. Was it a was it a was it a fifty or was it something else? No, it wasn't. It might have been a three hundred eight or three hundred yeah. or something like that. He was building oh, a bullet catch and wanted to see how far he could get and how oh, how far he could go. And I think he freaked himself out before he could do the fifty. I don't remember. Oh, he didn't get to. Okay, I don't I thought, remember actually. I want to hmm. say he didn't. It was not a fifty. Yeah. Hmm. No. But he okay. had like the smoke alarm going off in his house and oh, smoke yeah. everywhere. <laughs> well, and see, I think part of it is not even creativity. It's logistics because mm-hmm. how many people, I mean, even he had to go to the sheriff when he was blowing up massive amounts of Tannerite. So it's like, you may have the money, you may have the resources, but if you blow that up in like your town, the feds are going to come all over you or the cops are going to be mm-hmm. pissed. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. you, even if you have the means, it's like, do you have a place that you can do all this stuff too logistically? And yeah. that you start getting like a pyramid of fewer and fewer people can do this, not just because of money or rarity. It's just like logistically, I can, only so many people have access to places they can do awesome stuff. Yeah. And so, not get not go to jail. Yeah. I mean, you might yeah. be able to do it once, but then you're going to be running after that. <laughs> uh, yeah. People aren't happy. I know that happened. I think I was in, in uh, Fort Scott, Kansas, and I... And I did, um, what was it? There was a couple hundred pounds of Tannerite that I shot, 
uh, from a thousand yards, at least. It might have been mm-hmm. further than that with a 6.5 Creedmoor and blew up a Toyota pickup truck. And even though they told the sheriff, they told everyone around there, the like alarms got set off through the whole town. They were talking Dang. about it, and the it, this made the news of that town. Yeah. And then I, we went to um, like a diner or something, and people were like, "Why are you guys blowing up the town?" <laughs> 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 yeah. You know, it was on the radio. Town of like one hundred or something. It wasn't. A, it wasn't. It was a, it's a bigger town than that, but. Everyone the was talking. About, the yeah, everyone yeah. was talking about it in this town. It was on Facebook. It was everywhere. It was on the radio, locally, and all of that kind of stuff. Because it was. Um, I don't know if I still have that video up out there or not. But yeah, that it, people don't. People are not happy about that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know. I don't know if you want yep. to pull it up, but I did email you the photo. Oh, hold on. Yeah, let me see. I'll pull that up here. Nice. I ripped it off my Instagram. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah, you know. Like at what point? I don't know. What is? Does anyone know what's the most pounds of tannerite someone's blown up on a YouTube video? I don't know. It's got to be some, in the Guinness Book of World Records or something. Some dude or somebody's no, got no, the video don't. most tannerite blown up ever. No, they don't put us in the uh, Guinness. Guinness doesn't do that stuff anymore. No. For, yeah, the like Guinness when we did the thousand man shoot, Guinness refused to go there. What? Oh, what? That's BS. Yeah, I don't. Got one too. Oh. Yeah, that was a while ago. Space. That was years ago. And they yep. really tried to get Guinness to be there. And they're like, no, we're not doing that. So, um, wow, that's that, that event was too. Yep. I'm, I'm trying to get it to load here. So it may take me a couple of minutes um, to actually get it in here. So um, there's some dude on YouTube. I watched it years ago, but he obliterated his barn with Tannerite. And it like <laughs> just went into pieces. It's gone. Hmm. Uh, I don't know how much they use, though. Oh man! Yeah, I wonder. Someone <laughs> will probably tell us. Uh, yeah, dinosaur fossil hunting of Massachusetts says. I bet it was FPS rush. Yeah, do you guys remember that? He almost got decapitated. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that probably probably was him. I don't Maybe remember. It was. I remember we used to watch those videos, and I remember this was before, like early in our relationship. I was like, that guy is insane. Like, how is he not like? accidentally killing someone and then he like did allegedly things happen but no 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 joke. he didn't no he didn't kill he didn't kill anyone no. no his the guy who had all the licenses and everything did wind up getting killed mm-hmm. um and i don't think they ever solved what that was that happened but that guy that wasn't like an accident um or anything like that when they were shooting stuff mm-hmm. something happened at the actual business or whatever that that guy had. Yeah, he's at um, his desk. I think he got shot in the back of the head or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> from what I hear from people, I think that's why he got on the radar of law enforcement. I still haven't yep. gotten this in. Sorry, my, my internet on my phone is pretty bad. So I'm trying to... Mr. By the way, Mr. Big Kid, I just found you on IG. You don't use IG, do you? <laughs> well, I do. Like, I just don't get it, I guess. I just followed you. you have, do you have mm-hmm. tips for me? Thank you. I'll follow you guys back. <laughs> you, oh, you need some tips? Okay, well, dude, <laughs> I just I thought, so like, I'm just Instagram. saying you must not use it because he, I'm not going to I'm not going to blow you up. But I'm just going to I'm just going to say, like, uh, you you also don't go by Mr. Big Kid. No, someone has that name already. And oh, that's, that's probably what happened. So yeah. basically that name is 
an inactive user. I've tried to reach out to him. I've tried to reach out to Instagram to take his name and just no response. Why don't you just do something I'll, like the real yeah, the, Mr. The, Bighead? The, the, the original yeah. Mr. Bighead. What is Mr. Your, Bighead with underscores. I don't know. Yeah, what is your um what's your Instagram? Uh Mr. Big Kid Media. Okay. So mm. and I have that with Facebook and my new uh non-banned TikTok is Mr. Big Kid Media, which will probably be banned soon too. So Okay, so here we go. I'll just throw that up here on the screen. I'm going to mm-hmm. follow you, and then I see you put up your 100,000 subscribers there. I like that. There you go. Nice. Yes. <laughs> um, there you go. So if you guys want to check that out. You're into photography, right? You're like... I am. And actually, if you look at the very beginning of my feed, I don't know if it'll refresh fast enough to get to the bottom, you? but... Yeah. Oh. That's me and my wife back in... Yeah. Uh, college days oh look nice. at that look, look at those kids <laughs> yeah <laughs> just fresh-faced oh, teenagers times. almost <laughs> no that's cool. I know. yeah i was still living in the 90s i had my sideburns and my <laughs> <laughs> yeah no some cool but stuff yeah on my, you my old photos out. used to be all landscape photos i i created my ig originally just for photography because i loved it so oh, much that's awesome. and, um, yeah yeah but then it turned into mr big kid and guns and all that so yeah, what is uh so does the Latino or what is it? Locked and loaded. Oh my god, here we go again. <laughs> Locked and loaded Latino. We have multiple. We have Yeah, multiple. you guys have multiples it's, here. Let's see. I'll show you. And we go back and like look, you see there there There's our those are the two. reason why there's so much confusion, and I wanna say that I was first. Latino yeah. locked and loaded existed before locked and loaded Latinos. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, so, right, right. So there we go. There goes Joanna. There she go there she goes. Wow. <laughs> This is this is all from the summit. Yes, it's all from the summit. Uh, let me see. Here's another summit one right there. You guys yes. are just having a lot of fun out there. Yeah the uh, the Sunday was pretty pretty crazy. It was. And then like, here's the like other a, one. So this one is you, Rolando. Yeah, well, this is this is our this is our show page. But this okay. is Rolando's. Yeah, I I pretty much use you know run it all the time. Okay. Puerto Rican right. Pistolero is. Uh, I don't post as much on that as I do on the other. Okay. Account. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Just showing that off for everyone out there. Let me see if I got this picture yet. Sorry. No, there still it hasn't. Is. Okay. Oh, did it send? I'm following you now. Oh, okay. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, so who has tips for and here's what I would say, like every place has a different well, thing. Um, IG's I, hard too. Like they all have yeah. their different thing. And mm-hmm. obviously we're not experts on this, but mm-hmm. if you have a hundred K on your YouTube, you should try to be shuttling over people by always plugging your IG or something on that, on your. Yeah. yeah. Do like um, short. Yeah. Short. If you do like a short on YouTube, you should just take that equivalent short and put it on IG. That's what I would do. So, so I did start doing that. So I've been doing Instagram reels too, which yeah. they used to do really well but for some reason they just stopped it might be shadow so, who knows that's, that's what i'm wondering too um i don't know why uh, but ig hates me like i i've had that account for like at least a year and change and i just, i'm not allowed to have reels on mine but my personal page like my my real page like for my personal life i have reels on that but my gun stuff mm-hmm. nope i apparently put too many pictures of guns or hashtags that were political and they're like I'm not allowed to do anything. Just on can't IG. do it. Yeah, it's uh, the the problem with all of the social media is every different um, social media platform really needs to be run in a completely different way. 
mm -hmm. uh, from the other ones. So yes, you can take stuff that you do for YouTube Shorts and put it over there or TikTok or whatever, but, but still everything's working in a little bit of a different way, right? And some things that'll work, so for example, I think, you know, Mr. Big Kid's doing really well with his gun stuff on YouTube doing Shorts, but obviously not necessarily so well on TikTok. And on Instagram, they're really not cracking down on people per se. Uh, they are. They are going after people, but probably not as much as TikTok. But then they'll shadow ban you. So mm -hmm. I know that's happened to me on Instagram. Like I had a video um, that we put up on Instagram and it got up to 175,000 views. But then after that, I noticed they were shadow banning me. So once they, once you come on their radar, then they start doing stuff to you. And I've spoken to I other people. I still think yeah. like, for instance, like I see the same like 10 people on my feed all the time. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I never see certain people. Hank, you never pop up like ever on my feed. Mm -hmm. Like if I want to see your content, I have to like type in your name. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for without a doubt, that kind of stuff is happening um, on Instagram. And so one of the things that I think helps, but I don't know if it's not going to help all the way. Don't put tags on there. That's my advice. Instagram. Mm -hmm. I, it, it's complicated because it's like hashtags yeah. get you like new people to like even look at your page but then it also like if it's a realistic hashtag like that was my problem is using like political hashtags mm -hmm. um that caused me to be basically like excommunicated. excommunicated on ig like they don't like me <laughs> that's interesting really? Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. I would love to not have to hashtag pictures. I'd love to just post I, and enjoy them for what they are. I would not. I don't put um, <laughs> on the only place I put hashtags is for when I'm doing this podcast um, and I'm sharing it. I put in the hashtag for the podcast. I don't put hashtags anywhere anymore. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I think it, you're just helping the algorithm to identify you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, 42 Chilled says hashtags will get you banned. Mm -hmm. um, uh, shooting gallery any and I know he does pretty well on TikTok I, I don't know how much you've spoken to him Mr. Big Kid he says IG yeah. hates me too so yeah no we followed each other on uh, TikTok as well and in fact he just commented on my video yesterday before I got permanently banned Oh, okay. So, <laughs> was his fault? No. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, they're they're colluding with one another. We gotta take them Did out. Did you tell on me, Joe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they're taking all you guys out, man. They're they're trying to mm -hmm. identify. I, I still haven't got this in. I don't know. I'm like switching over to all kinds of different. Where uh, I, I was telling Joe, I was telling Joe the other day. I was like, I'm starting to look at the people that we've spoken to and the people that I'm, I'm like talking with text messages. I was like, Joe, I don't think that I was like, I don't think that they're going to like who we talk to and who we hang out with anymore. We're probably not going to last much longer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. It's, uh, I, it, all these things are really crazy. So for example, I've noticed on Instagram, there's certain people you cannot, you cannot at on Instagram. You could try all you want to. You cannot at them. Hmm. Um, so the people, yeah, but the, the first people I noticed it with was, um, oh man, um, arms list. So arms list, they started doing that too first. And, and the same thing on Facebook, you can't at them all kind of, you know, I think they've been kicked off of things a bunch of different time, times. I don't even know if they're on Instagram anymore. So, uh, Tactical Toolbox says, I stopped using hashtags two years ago and my reach doubled. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you guys are using hashtags, I would really, I would really recommend don't do it. Yeah, I really use it. If if yeah. if I've been to an event, then I'll tag the event like Solutionary Summit, but that's it. I won't do anything like that beyond that yeah. anymore. Yeah. I mean, and it's kind of overused anyway. So, mm-hmm. man, this picture is just not coming through for some reason. That's no biggie. Yeah, it's it, it's, I, it might be a big file or something like that, or my phone just is in a really bad spot and is refusing to get on the internet. <laughs> um, so, uh, if I if I get it, I'll show it. Uh, okay, I'm trying to see what. Um, yeah, for all you people that subscribe to my Instagram, you can find that photo there as well because I just. Oh wait, it's it on your that. Instagram. Yeah, that's why didn't I just go to the Instagram? Oh yeah, I mean, I yeah, man. Why don't we think logically <laughs> yeah, yeah. here? <laughs> Trying the hard way. There it's already there. Yeah, Mr. Big Kid, hold on. That so when you said it the first time, I was like, why don't I just do that? And then I didn't do it. <laughs> um, so it's on your which Instagram is it on? Uh, Mr. Big Kid Media. Okay, how far down do I have to go here? To... Oof, you're going to have to go down quite a bit. Um, before the Gundies. So that's before a year the ago. Gundies. Okay, here, I'm going to oh, show you where year. I'm at God, right here. Was a year ago? Am mm-hmm. I still going? Yeah, the Gundies. Well, not a full year. Long am time, I still yeah. Going? Am I still going back here? Yep, keep going. Past 30,000 subscribers? Yeah, dude. I so your channel January has this grown year, ridiculously, man. Wow. Um, January, I was at ten thousand subs. Holy, oh, keep holy. Going. Yeah, keep wow. going, getting closer. Oh. Keep going. Dude, yeah, your channel has blown up really, really fast here. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, A little further, cool. so we're at the Gundies now. Okay. Wow. Now we're at pre Gundies. Yeah. Yeah. There's my barbecue plate carrier. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Getting closer. Uh, uh, wow. Okay. I think there's me in my underwear. My yeah. <laughs> okay. Scroll up. We must have passed scroll it. Up. Oh. Okay. <laughs> He's like, I just want you guys I'm to like, check out all the content. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> there's me in Some, underwear again. Somehow I feel like we're getting trolled. What? Uh, it should be around there. So up a little more. Okay. I swear I just pulled it off of there it is. Oh here, I see on the it left. Boom, there you go. Look at that. That's my mom. Oh, oh my god. god. That's amazing. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so proud of her. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. No, that's yeah. no, that was oh cool. That was worth that was worth <laughs> uh awesome. scroll scrolling through there and finding it. Yeah. People just people enjoy guns, man. Yeah. Yeah, they do. You know? Yeah. Tactical Toolbox said I also stopped using tags on YouTube. Agree with that. Don't do it. Not a good thing to do. Um, the only place that we use tags on YouTube is some. T- so, like on the auto channel, um, I noticed the biggest stuff on there is the Class B van stuff. Mm-hmm. But if I put any other kind of cars on there, it doesn't get that much attention because people, I guess, are tuning into that to see. That's how YouTube is now. It's very specific. If YouTube says you do van videos, that's what they show to people. Yeah. Right? So if I do cars like supercars or military trucks or whatever else, it doesn't get that much. And then maybe I might put it in there, but it's not gun related and it's not going to, you know, bring a lot of bad attention to you. But even YouTube will tell you that tags don't really matter as much, except maybe where people miss 
identify you by name or something. So, you know, like how you guys, people keep getting mixed up with Latino, locked and loaded, locked and loaded Latinos. In your YouTube tags, you should put both of those. Ah. Yeah, you should put both of those because, you know, we're all messing it up. So that will probably help you guys a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. And maybe on your channel... Maybe on your channel tags, you put like a uh, podcast or whatever, but on, when you're mm -hmm. doing your stuff, don't put any, don't put any tags in it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I really don't. Yeah. Because um, uh, I know, uh, plus we, we speak politically, so the less attention that we get from the their algorithm, the better. Yeah. Yes. Look at, look and at lately, the, very political. Yeah. yeah. Look at this channel that we're on here. I mean, I used to put up a, do one of these live things and get... 14,000 views, 20,000 views. I I can't get over 500 views now. And there was a time like when it, I couldn't get over 2,000. Then I couldn't get over 1,000. Then I, it's like, what the hell is happening? You mm -hmm. know? And the subscribers are still there and all that kind of stuff, you know? Um, and just like how you guys are saying, oh, I can't see you. There's people all the time like, are you still putting anything up? Because yep. what's going on? So I'm always trying to tell people, you really just have to go look um in other places or come here specifically to find it which no one does that i don't do that when i'm on youtube mm -hmm. i mean yeah. uh i'm terrible at remembering when people's shows are on so and i have like the ring the bell for the notifications it's like mm -hmm. yeah i never get a notification for any of this yep. any of the yeah. shows like if they're gun related the only notifications mm -hmm. i get are for k-pop actually <laughs> it makes youtube more money that's why because it's popular that it, it comes down to that a lot of it people think it's nefarious part of it is nefarious but then you see a lot of channels that are really innocuous like makeup channels or something lose monetization you're like what the heck is going on and it's because youtube is just looking it's like are you making us money uh so gun channels are like you guys are controversial so this is easy for us to take you mm -hmm. guys out um, or, or to gig you or to make things really difficult for you. So with you, the rules apply to the letter and we'll even make some rules up too. If you're political oh, guns absolutely. or anything like that. Yeah. Now, if your other stuff, if you don't make us money, then we'll give you a hard time because you're just wasting our bandwidth. I think that's the way they look at it sometimes, and especially when the big networks are paying money now because they see that nobody watches TV. So they're like, let's put our videos on YouTube and we'll pay right. YouTube a lot of money. And, so. and what I've noticed, like I've seen this as a guy. So it took me years to get to 100,000 subscribers on YouTube right now. Um, I've seen that folks coming in with a fresh channel that doesn't have any red flags on it, get there faster and, and mm. are getting there. Can't not everyone. It's not guaranteed. Right. So and I'm not trying to take away from Mr. Big Kid. I know for a fact he's been doing a lot of hard work uh, behind the scenes and in his videos and all that kind of stuff. But I've seen that newer people can grow faster than the older people. And I think that's because we have all these red flags and places where they tag us. And and I actually saw that with um, with Babyface, B, uh, Babyface P, that he did real well. He actually put out a video that went what I consider viral. viral. Like this video went to a million, two million views, three million views, but it was it was demonetized. So it was limited. Right. And the problem that he had is that he kept looking at the stats of that video and thinking, oh, I'm losing out on all this money <laughs> because they because they limited my video. But it was getting views and his numbers were going up like I think he's over twenty five thousand subscribers now. Um, and I said to him, please, whatever you do, don't don't contest that thing. He went and contested it. 
and they confirmed it and then the next thing you know the videos it, it just i think it got to maybe four million and the minute that they did that that they confirmed it that video just fell off a cliff in terms of yep. views and you know i think he's still doing well right and he still has an audience but it feels like they put that that first flag on him you know so what's really interesting about that is i've had a lot of videos that what i'll do is i'll try to premiere them like a week mm -hmm. out or two weeks out mm -hmm. and they all get initially ads taken off the video so i have to dispute each one and mm -hmm. if it comes back mm -hmm. not monetized or not monetizable mm -hmm. um i'll either just turn ads off completely or i'll delete the video and try again sometimes they'll allow it the second mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. i'll just mm -hmm. change a couple things up real quick now there's one time recently where i let a video oh. slip i just said whatever i'm just gonna let it go and that video mm -hmm. did horrible off mm -hmm. on the on the kickoff then mm -hmm. all the views from my other videos started slowly dropping too so it's like mm -hmm. they did something to my channel almost to punish me for putting up putting out a video that is not content friendly or yeah. advertiser wow. friendly yeah you have to be so. really careful man like i i want your i want your channel to keep growing and i saw and i know we're running into we're running into nine o'clock here so i'll make this brief i saw um brandon herrera talk about this and we know brandon i mean he's taken off and, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think he's really got it down to science. He's got lots of really good stuff going on on his channel. Um, but he said this. He was like, our policy now is we don't fight with YouTube. They delete a video or they do anything to the video. We're like, okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> we'll just take our blows. We're not, <laughs> we're not going to complain, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and mm -hmm. because, because once a human being, a lot of what's happening is the machine. But once a human being gets in there and starts looking at it, that person is highly likely to be biased against you and start throwing a whole bunch of tags, almost as, as what Mr. Big Kid was saying happened to uh, TikTok. Mm -hmm. Once they start looking at you, that person is like, "Oh, this guy's a bastard." No, we gotta, <laughs> we need to smack yeah, him up. So it gets personal, yeah, yep. yeah. Um, so I'll just say that Tactical Toolbox gave us some advice here. He's all he's he has a lot of knowledge about this stuff. Um, I don't know how much you guys. I'm sh I'm sure you guys do some talking about this. Um, he says it's also super hard to grow a podcast channel. You definitely mm -hmm. need to create separate shorts channel to gain traction and drive traffic to the main channel, similar to how Joe Rogan did it. Okay, that makes sense. That's a good suggestion. We'll definitely look into that. Yeah, I, I already have a secondary channel that we haven't put anything on because of something like that. I just haven't utilized it. So that's, that's a good salsa idea. Y fuego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you got to use listen use whatever tricks you can i think mm -hmm. a big thing that will help is if you guys really do build an email list um i think what you what you're what joanna and rolando what you guys are doing is very valuable and i've seen people in you know other aspects of this not necessarily guns doing the same kind of thing and they can grow fast but i think just because of what we're dealing with you need to get your own email list so I, you can communicate. I will say this it's been very interesting and it's not it's it's an observation because when we set out for this our goal was to try you know we're, we're not gun tubers we're not anything like that we're never going to produce a lot of gun content like us going out and shooting things we'll, we'll mm -hmm. we cover events where we go do that but that's not what we're in for we're we're strictly about Second Amendment, First Amendment advocacy, uh, educating people in, you know, politics, the politics of freedom and individualism. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we've seen is we wanted to try to pull normal people into those beliefs. But 
it seems more people in the industry are fat or in the gun community that are in positions of leadership or things like that are more interested in what we're doing and they watch and and it's not always in the we're going to use these guys like we we want to we want to use them because they you know they're they're unique it's just they're very they're almost very interested like in what you have to the, say they're, yeah, they're interested in yeah. what we have to say. And they're like, they're com- we come from the outside approach. We're not beholden to anybody in the gun industry or anything like that. We've dealt mm-hmm. with people that we treat them like anybody else because honestly, in the beginning, it was out of naivety. It's like, I don't know who I'm dealing with, so I'm just going to treat you like I treat everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then somebody would be like, you know, that was such and such from <clears throat> such and such. And I was like, yeah, I don't really care. I treat him like anybody else. If he's cool with me or, or she is cool with me, they treat us with respect and dignity. That's awesome. If they don't, I really don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think people have seen that boldness. And now that we actually know, I was like, I've talked, I've spoken to some, I, you know, I can call up Maj and talk to him and ask him for advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can do, and it's not tooting our own horn. It's just like people are people. And once you deal with people and you see who respects you and what, and that you can reciprocate that you can build relationships and, you know, I'm not, I don't think anybody's special or anything like that mm-hmm. at this point. You know, I look at people like, we're what all can you human bring beings. They, yeah, yeah, they're all human beings. So they make flaws. They can do, mm-hmm. uh, make mistakes. And, you know, I don't get like starstruck or jaded anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I was saying to Joe last week. I was like, so we're sitting here and people are asking to be interviewed by us. They don't really know who we are, but they can see that other people respect the content that we've created, the people that are having genuine conversations with us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're speaking, speaking with people like Kimberly Klasick, Sonny Johnson, who's got a huge show on Sirius XM, uh, who's, she's a, she writes for Breitbart. Eric July, who's got a huge channel, has been blowing up really recently. He's on also the Blaze TV. Mm-hmm. And being able to have conversations with people like that and be able to keep up with them and have, you know, respectful peer-to-peer conversations is really awesome. And the opportunity that we've had is sweet. So, and actually That's think, it. we think, we thank you a lot for that because mm-hmm. yeah, we, it comes up a lot. yeah, we people tell people, yeah, story. we people, mm-hmm. we tell people regularly. Okay. We know how you got into advocacy. How did you get into podcasting? And it was that people gave us a shot to come mm-hmm. on their platforms. And you were one of the people very early on that let us continually brings us on the platform. Let us have a voice. Um, you know, you brought Joe and I each individually and we built our own confidence and we're like, you know, we can do this as well. And we really appreciate that, Hank. You've always been a big supporter and believer in what we do. And thank you, man. You guys did most of the work. I just recognize, you know, game recognizes game. That's it. Yeah. Well, sometimes that's that's what you need. You need somebody to tell you like, hey, I think you got you can do it. And and you might not even think about like because we just genuinely never thought about doing it. It's not that it's like, well, yeah, we can do it. It's just, I never mm-hmm. thought and didn't have that first step. So I really appreciate the Hank. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, mm-hmm. I, and I, and I appreciate you guys coming on here and, and spending all the time. Okay. Listen, we got it. We got to let everyone go. Let's start with Mr. Big kid <laughs> here. Obviously once again, congratulations, man. I always really enjoy you. having you on and talking to you. Hopefully we'll, we'll get a tactical toolbox to come on one of these days with us. Um, Heck yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. And talk about some conspiracies, but how can the, <laughs> how can the, uh, how can the folks out there uh, support you further and uh, where can they find you? All that kind of stuff. Well, I run a blog and I try to post some deals and ammunition sources and stuff like that too. But um, I'd love for you guys to come over to mrbigkid.net and sign up for my mailing list. Um, and that's a way I can stay connected to you, you know, if one day I get shut down. But also I have accounts on Odyssey, Mr. Big Kid, uh, YouTube, Mr. Big Kid, and then Instagram, Mr. Big Kid Media. 
and not TikTok anymore. So don't worry about that one. Oh, you're going to get the TikTok back. Don't worry about <laughs> it, man. Listen, you just today got to 100,000 subscribers. I'm pretty sure that by next year, you'd be like half a million, you know? A million. I hope so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'll keep pushing. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks so much to Mr. Big Kid. Make sure you guys go out there, support him. And then I'm going to go to uh, Joanna and Rolando of, is it Latinos Locked and Loaded? (laughs) Locked and Loaded Latinos. Damn it. Damn it. (laughs) Okay, tell the folks out there the same thing. Where can they find you? How can they support you guys? All of that. A big one right now for us is if everybody could go to Locked and Loaded Latinos on YouTube and subscribe to our channel, we would very much appreciate it. Um, we we're trying to break through to that 1,000 subscriber. I don't know why I keep saying subscriber. <laughs> <laughs> English is not my first language. I'm sorry. Um, That's all right. None of us. <laughs> we, would love to, <laughs> we would love to break through that 1,000 subscriber number so that we could do some cool things. Um, that would mean a lot to us. And then if you want to, you can also find us on Instagram. Locked and Loaded Latinos is our joint page. I'm mm-hmm. Latina Locked and Loaded just to confuse everybody. Um, and Puerto Rican Pistolero. And Puerto Rican Pistolero, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I appreciate all of you guys coming on here. I'm going to run in the end. Who wants to come back and hit, hit us with the words of wisdom? Who wants to do that? Who's got some words? I'd like of to get that experience to you guys. Oh, you. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Cool. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Mr. Big Kid is ready. I'm scared now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, you're, oh, you're giving it to them. You're giving it to them. I'm- I'm oh. giving them the, uh, oh. the limelight this time. Oh, look at you. Okay, you're giving it, you're giving it to <laughs> these two? All right, so listen, we'll... Do, <laughs> yeah, oh, no. yeah, so listen, we're, we're going to do that. I hope you guys, everyone out there has a safe, awesome weekend. Uh, I'm not 100% sure that I'm doing a show on Monday. I have to let you guys know because I'm going to... I have to travel to South Carolina. I'm doing some stuff with uh, Palmetto State Armory. So I'm going to keep in touch with everyone let you know what's going on on Monday, whether or not I could do it. Um, but thanks so much for watching. Uh, big shout out to Franklin Armory. Big thanks to Mr. Big Kid as well as Locked and Loaded Latinos. Thank you. Joanna and Rolando. Thank you so much. Everyone out there. I'm going to run in the end. We'll be right back for, with those words of wisdom. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Make sure you smash the thumbs ups, ring the bell, all that kind of good stuff. We're going to rip the audio out of this and throw it up on iTunes and all your favorite places to watch listen to audio podcasts um all right so rojo tell all us right words of uh, well i just tell everybody look work hard persevere have confidence in yourself you can see based on you know we've gotten some great opportunities always be open to people giving you a hand don't don't be beyond people that are willing to give you advice and help you it's more important now than ever mentorship i think is key especially trying to teach the younger generations and you can see what persistence and hard work gets you you can see that uh mr big kid broke a hundred thousand today we've had the opportunity to go to events and meet some great people and that comes from persistence hard work and you know uh finding people that really inspire and give you confidence and believing in yourself yeah so it sounds cliche but it's true that's that's a measure of success so Awesome. 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 Thanks to everyone. You guys stay right there. We'll see you guys this next time. We'll see you when we see you. We're out of here. Peace.